1: What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. Today, we got a couple of Mexican slasher films, Supernatural, by the way. And we're going to be talking about grave robbers and, of course,
0: Cemetery of Terror.
1: That's right. And today, we have a special guest for you guys for our 142nd episode. Well, technically, it's like 170-something because we used to do doubles. But we got Brian from the Terrible Terror Podcast to join us. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for coming.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: Yeah, man. I'm, it's been a while. I mean, guys, if you don't know who the Terrible Terror podcast is, you need to follow them. He He's actually been doing this just as long as I have. I think he might even be doing it longer. Is that right? No, I, th-
0: I think that you've been doing a little longer than me because you're up to, well, as we just heard, 170-something episodes, and I'm at like hundred and i don't know five
1: yeah but you but it feels like we've kind of started at the same time like I've always felt that way since i've met you
0: Yeah, I think so. I think we're about, yeah, about the same time, somewhere around there. I think you were a little bit ahead of me.
1: Right, yeah, and Brian Brian does a lot of really cool fucking shitty movies like we like to do, so (laughs) me and and Brian kind of bond over that kind of stuff because a lot of people don't like to watch those things and we'll take risks on them. In fact, Brian's podcast is actually all about that. Well, it's changed now a little bit recently. Why don't you actually tell them about it? so the terrible
0: terror podcast it's uh my love of terrible horror movies and it spawns from uh when my wife and i were dating we would go to like a hollywood video or a blockbuster if you remember those old damn places and uh we would look at the shelves and we would just pick a horror movie based upon the cover you know like i always forget what it is but it stars ron jeremy and he dies in like the first five minutes of the movie <laughs> um and so like we we would go there and 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 As I was kind of, you know, I used to I still do another podcast with a a friend of mine, but we decided to kind of do every other week. And that was my opportunity to do this. Like, I really like doing it and I wanted to be a little more in depth. And so I actually take clips from the films uh, and put them sparsed in through the podcast. And so it's kind of like you're watching the movie along with me. uh, But I'm talking to you about it and I'm talking, you know, kind of talking shit, but mostly just making fun of kind of the situations that go in there and explaining my I love for it. So the format changed a little bit, so that we're. I'm doing a little more of kind of whatever I want to do, <laughs> whether it's bad. Like I'll do like themes now. So you do like action movies for a little while, uh, because there's a couple of terrible action movies I want to do. Or right now I think I'm going to be doing uh, animal movies. So like kind of action adventure or horror movies involving animals. And it just kind of keeps everything fresh for me. But it's always the same style format and. Uh, it's a lot of fun uh, to do it uh, even though it's a lot a lot of work.
1: Well, do you ever feel the same way I do like when it's like you feel like you can't watch a movie unless you're actually doing something with it?
0: It's ridiculously hard like to go even go in the movie theater where it's, you know, that's where you get the nice big screen and the comfy chairs and sometimes I'm sitting there I'm like, oh fuck, where's my pad of paper? I just want to write some shit down so I can talk right. about it afterwards.
1: It's like a weird guilt complex like I have like about that kind of thing. So it's like in a way I started this thing to fucking watch more movies that i haven't seen which i've done but in a way i've also cut back on the amount of movies in some ways that i of the movies i watch so i end up dipping into other films like action and like sci-fi more uh than i normally would because i feel like those are free reign but we yeah. might be we might be doing i might be doing something here with uh some people here soon uh where we're going to be doing a lot of those like weird shitty movies that are outside of horror so I haven't really said that to everyone yet, but...
0: <laughs> oh, well, uh, I'm looking forward to it if you do. yeah, uh, You know, I think last year, or maybe it was two years ago, Jesus Christ, uh, I did, like, sci-fi uh, for a couple of movies, and there were movies that I'd never seen before, like uh, Arena was the one. Oh, and yeah. I don't think I've ever laughed so hard at a goddamn sci-fi movie.
1: <laughs> That's a pretty ridiculous <laughs> one.
0: I love Roger Corman stuff, man. Like, basically, you know, that whole theme of... You know, uh, fighting for your life in a galactic struggle.
1: Yeah, <laughs> in a time with a budget that nobody could do that kind of movie with. <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> like even fucking Man, Guardians of the probably-
1: Galaxy, we couldn't fucking do it. You know what I mean? Oh.
0: If you thought that Tupac hologram was the shit, you should go look at this one inside
1: like the <laughs> arena. <laughs> yeah, dude. I uh, I haven't seen that in a while. I know it's in that Empire box set that uh, they put out not too long ago that was like three or $500 or something like that. It was like a couple years Christ. ago. Yeah, one of my buddies got it, actually. And I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but I already had some of those movies, so it didn't matter anyway. But
0: Yeah, but, but it's the box set, man.
1: I know, I, I, and I, I, I try not to get too picky about that stuff for my own collection and stuff. I, I, I like to collect stuff, but I don't, I don't try to get like, oh, I gotta have this perfect one. You know, the only one that I'm gonna do that for is the Dead Alive, uh, Meet the Feebles, and Bad Taste. When that comes out to 4K scan, I'm picking that shit up instantly <laughs> for whatever version that they have. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm only really a fan of Dead Alive the most, but. I'll take all three of those. So, But guys, um, today we're going to be doing a couple of slasher films. You're going to want to stick through because Brian and I are going to break them down pretty much. I won't be adding any clips in here like that, but uh, I think you'll definitely get a kick out of some of these movies like we did. We had a kind of a pre-discussion about some of the things that were in it, and it just made me laugh just even remembering it from yesterday. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I think it might be that time, guys. What time is it? Horse Shots! Shots! All right, guys. So now we're going to jump into our horror shot for the week. And out of the two movies that we did, Brian did The Cemetery of Terror. And we both, it was like our first time watching um, Cemetery of Terror, but. I had seen Grave Robbers before but we felt that it would be a good idea to pick Cemetery of Terror and there's a couple of reasons why and we'll go over them while we list the ingredients now mm. Cemetery of Terror is it's kind of a weird movie about like all of his movies apparently have to do with like supernatural stuff but in this particular one they were always talking about jet set parties because I guess jet set parties have, have resurfaced in the last decade <laughs> and Christine was like you you don't know what a jet set party is? I was like, I don't fucking know. I had to look it up, but apparently it's like where all these rich people hang out, people of high stature. Um, But these guys lure these girls out to a party that's going to be 60,000 people, and uh, it really isn't. Uh, uh, But... There's some ingredients in this that will kind of touch on different parts in the movie uh, and also just kind of like fit with the theme of the the shot like we always do. So first, you're going to want to get some Pepsi. So you're going to take a third of Pepsi into your shot and you're going to mix in a third of Jack Daniels because that's essentially what they were drinking. I couldn't tell if it was Jim Beam or Jack Daniels.
0: It looked like it was Jack Daniels especially when the the two uh were upstairs alone.
1: Oh god, and I have some fucking talk I need to talk about that scene when we get into it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you noticed it too, but uh, uh-huh. uh so <laughs> you're going to put a third of Pepsi, third of Jack Daniels, and of course, a third of some tequila. We thought Silver Patron would be a nice touch. And in the movie, uh, I don't want to spoil it too much, but there is some dead things that come up out of the ground. And And uh, we figured we'd use a rim of the shot glass. You're going to do that, obviously, before you mix it into the shot glass with brown sugar. So now for those of you who have seen the movie, this will not get you laid, but it sure (laughs) is uh, an excellent starter for raising the fucking dead. So you can definitely thank me later. But uh, (laughs) if you guys would like to try our... Horror Shot, the Jet Set Slammer. All you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag Horror Shot section. Now, that's it for Horror Shots. Alright guys, so now we're going to skip over the news because this is going to be a, a, a pretty a pretty lengthy episode. I think me and Brian have a lot to talk about. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm pretty sure. Yes. But now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of Cemetery of Terror and Grave Robbers right now. right guys this is the supernatural slasher stalker mexican movie extravaganza that you've always wanted (laughs) (laughs) uh it's really surprising how similar these movies are and we'll get into that in a little bit but we're gonna kick it off with the first one brian did the work on this one why don't you go ahead
0: so I think we're going to run to a running theme with both of them in terms of stuff about it because uh, there's not a whole lot out there, and I, I did my best to find what I could. So this is, of course, Cemetery of Terror from 1980, also known as Cementerio del Terror. Um, Spanish is going to be terrible. It's also known as Cemetery of Satan, Cemetery of Terror, Cemetery of Zombies, and Zombie Ac- Apocalypse. It's got five fucking names. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, it was, was no, it from but... the 80s? Or was it from yeah. 1980? Because I know sometimes it, movies... It was
0: 1980.
1: Wow, okay. I thought it was 85, but... At least what it said. Oh, you know what? It
0: might be 85. I think you're totally right. Okay. You are totally right. 1985. So Brian (laughs) fucked up on his facts.
1: I'm a stickler, man. I'm a stickler.
0: You're a stickler.
1: But the thing is, I don't know is why I wrote down
0: 1980.
1: But sometimes on fucking IMDB or wherever you get the information from, sometimes it is 1985, but they made the movie like in 1980. It just didn't True. get documented as a movie because it sat on a shelf or whatever the fucking reason is. That's why I asked.
0: No, it looks like it, it definitely was 1985, at least the year that it was released. And actually in 1986, it won two awards from the mix and journalist Silver Goddess for best first work uh, for the director, writer uh, Ruben Galindo Jr., as well as a best male newcomer for the film. So there's not, like I said, there's not a whole lot other than uh, it stars Hugo Stiglitz, uh, who was the inspiration for uh, the name of Till Schweiger's character in Glorious Bastards. Uh, Andreas Garcia, Jr., he's the son of the Mexican punk Andreas Garcia, who also fathered 16 other kids, or 15 other kids besides him, (laughs) and uh, he's most noticeable for U.S. audiences as he was in, like, water for chocolate.
1: (laughs) That's a lot of kids. Uh, You've
0: also got... that is a shit ton of kids. Sixteen. <laughs> so he truly was a Mexican hunk. Um, and, and like you look at his father's like IMDb profile, and it's like novella after novella after novella. Um, <laughs> and his even his picture is him like you know back in the day all buff, shirtless, uh, and suave. And uh, he's still with us today. You have three of the actresses that play the the girls, the teenage girls, quote unquote, and the Bolkan Erica uh, Buenfil and Maria Rebecca, who also do star in Grave Robbers as well. Nice. So that's really about what I have. There's a lot of, like, you can tell when when we get, I think, more into it, there's a lot of influences uh, that they have uh, from other films of the time, uh, most notably Halloween. Uh, And there's a lot of tropes that uh, there's a whole page on TV tropes that are used within the film uh, that I looked up and it's it just goes on forever and kind of describes the the scenes in, in which they, they go and,
1: and the horror trips that they use. Oh, wow. There's a lot of films I've never even heard of before. I wouldn't mind watching them. So
0: what did you think of the movie?
1: Um, well, as I mentioned to you and before we even uh, decided on these films, I was kind of like, do you want to watch these? These are the ones we were supposed to watch. Because, uh, by the way, guys, for those of you who don't know, Brittany's out this week. Um, she's actually has some things to take care of, and I should have probably said this in the beginning. Uh, I just have, it's been a long week. I've been busy. <laughs> so, but uh, Brittany uh, should return, I think. I hope so. Uh, she's got a lot going on right now, and I hope everything goes out well for her. So, um, but yeah, uh, when we pick these movies. We've been going through like Spanish. We've been going through Mexican. We've been doing a lot of Spanish actually because we did the record series. We did uh, all this stuff. Like I've been, I just love finding new shit. So, um, but I had seen Cemetery of Terror on like the DVD of the double feature because they sell this as a crypt of terror, uh, with grave robbers and, uh, cemetery, uh, or yeah, with grave robbers and cemetery of terror together. And, um, I was like, I was kind of interested because I had never heard of cemetery of terror. You can find both of these movies on, on YouTube, by the way, guys with English subs, although grave robbers has an audio sync problem, but it's really not that noticeable. Like you can just watch it. It's not that big a deal, but yeah, I
0: was, I was noticing that when I was watching it and it's, like maybe like a second behind or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was like a
1: second, yeah.
0: But it the audio syncs up with the subtitles, so it's not like you're skipping over anything.
1: I actually enjoyed how bad this one was. I had never seen it before. It's it's like kinda terrible in some ways, but also in the kind of good way, which makes for a very decent so bad it's good film. It's not like the greatest I've seen. The greatest are always so fucking wacky and out there. This one's wacky, but I don't know. It is pretty bad because there's some moments we'll talk about in the spoilers section. But I think you're going to see plenty of mistakes, some boom mics, plenty of nods towards other movies, and uh, probably plenty of funny moments for yourself as well if you're like me. (laughs) But... I honestly, I kind of went into it thinking, like, it's not going to be that good. I was like, I honestly was like, didn't have much hope for it. And then I started writing everything down. I was like, wow, this movie has some pretty interesting shit in it. And I can't even believe I've never seen it up until this point. Um, it, it's 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 going to be enjoyable for a very small subset of, like, horror watchers, I think. For the most part. It either you grew up watching this film and love it, or you're just a weirdo like me and Brian and just enjoy this kind of stuff. Cause I am assuming that he probably feels similar to what I think, but we'll see. Um some of the story is it's got it's got some heart. Like you could tell when they made this movie, I felt like it got it had a lot of heart, but it wasn't really well written. <laughs> and no. it's and it's definitely kind of contrived from other more better films than it. Uh, some parts anyway um, yeah
0: but they- the, the way that I see it the film like it's uh, how, how do you say it? it's like he wasn't sure if he was going to do another film so he threw a bunch of shit in it
1: right yeah it, it seems a little choppy there um, but I appreciate that he tried to throw so much shit in there you know what I mean like I think that's what saved the film for me while it is tropey it still does some original stuff in it uh, at least you would never see that mixed together in any film at the very least. But uh, there's a lot of people that meet their death to open palmed hands for some odd reason. <laughs> the main antagonist is kind of ridiculous. Like, it makes no sense. I don't know if they just didn't want to use a weapon uh, or what the fuck it was. Uh But it was really kind of funny. Um I think, I think people that are looking for like lost films that are worthy of like sitting with your friends and kind of like MST3King it up or just sitting there and making fun of it. If you're, if you're younger and don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, it's, it's, it's got a little bit of time spent on the characters in the very beginning, but it eventually kind of like leads to all out nonsense with Satanism, zombies, you know, kids, which you, you hope are going to die. And I won't spoil if they do or not. <laughs> um, uh, but. I wonder if this was a movie that a lot of kids remember from back in the day, you know, in Mexico, you know, like I feel like this was like one of those movies that people are like, oh, my God, you know, like this is like Mexico's hit, you know, for the underground. I wouldn't say it's their evil dead, but, you know, it's definitely memorable. So but if you're looking for a little schlocky fun, personally, I think you could have fun with it. Something to check out with friends. Have a laugh at. Um, what do you think though, Brian? Like, I'd love to hear what you think. So I think you hit
0: the nail on the head with, uh, kind of the overarching of it. And I really didn't know what to expect. Like you messaged me about it, uh, you know, say, Oh, here, we're going to watch these two, these two films. And then, uh, you actually saw this one before I did. And you were just like, Oh my God, there's this going on. This, this is going on. And I I was like, Oh man, is it going to be really that bad? And then I started watching it. <laughs> and it was like, it's almost in that so bad it's good, but it really is. And we talked a little bit before. For me, it's like two different films in one film. And, yeah. and where you see him actually like trying to do, like you say, something different. And he really is kind of throwing everything together he's taking all these it's funny you say evil dead too because you know there's things borrowed from that
1: oh yes i saw that
0: there's things borrowed from uh you know halloween and and so many different little things that he's just trying to make this horror movie that you know i believe would believe at the time that maybe mexico's never seen right and does he Succeed, you know, that's, I think, for us to discuss in the spoilers rather than here. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot more fun with this film than I thought I was going to have. Where I think the entire time that I was watching it, my pen was just scribbling so fast. Just all these notes and all these different parts of the film. And I was so surprised that I was, like, pleasantly pleased at the end of the film.
1: Right. There's those movies that just, you know, they can be so average, I think that, I don't know, with the So Bad It's Good, it's like they can be good based on the fact of how bad they are. But like other films can be so mundane that even though they're bad, they're not good. You know what I mean? So and I think this one kind of is just a little over the average, Mark, you know, I can agree with that. I mean, if you had a score, what would you give it? If you
0: if I had to score it out of this one, I think I said that it was a six out of ten.
1: Okay, it might be a
0: little bit higher than what I was would think, but it's it's in that range because there's just some things that it's like. Again, we'll we'll talk a little more, but like the last, like the third act of the film, I just I kind of started losing a little bit of interest, and I, because of what unexpectedly happened at the end of the second act,
1: right? Okay, and that's
0: what kind of brought it down for me. Okay, the unexpected uh, way of fighting back, I think, was unexpected to right. me with uh, with the doctor. Uh, I'll say that. Um, but I think that, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that he's like a man that, of many talents, by the way, let me he, tell you,
0: he is. Uh, but I just, there's, you know, there's a, a film like um, I, I, the, the only thing, way I can think about this right now. And I don't, it's, it's not a fair comparison, but like uh terrifier, there's something that's unexpected that happens to who you think is the main character. Oh, and, okay, And that kind of thing happens here as we'll, we'll talk about it. And that, was really it was just it feel, felt weird for this film.
1: Okay, we, it's hard to say. We're kind of dancing around it without yeah. <laughs> spoiling it, but I totally just, pick. Just want to go in now. and like p-
0: punch it right in the face. Let's go.
1: You guys kind of know my tastes, and anybody that listens to, uh, to you know to the Terrible Terror podcast, you guys know what Brian's tastes are. So, uh, if we're saying it's like, I would say it's probably like a five point five, maybe uh, six. Um, I'll tell you whether it beats the other one later, but
0: I think that's just like the right spot. Like I think somebody's going into it cold and is looking to watch the film. You know, based upon what we've talked about, I think that they'll they'll be pleasantly surprised. If you were say to you know, I, I say in my podcast, and some say like stop it right here and just go watch the film, then come back and listen. If they were to do that, I think that they'd probably feel about the same. Like yeah. if, you're, if you really like like the these. Like, the, the terrible films, you'll be, one, surprised, and two, you'll be like, okay, that, that wasn't bad.
1: <laughs> I've had a lot of people that listen, they go, oh, man, that sounds so terrible, I gotta watch it. You know what I mean? So, it's like, they don't even care, but... Did you yeah. did you actually have some trivia on this one? There
0: really isn't anything out there. It's, again, it's hard.
1: So, maybe we should just jump right into our spoilers section and start breaking this fucker down. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it! <laughs> Where do we start? I mean... I kind of, like, there's, like, this whole, like, story in the beginning about all these girls, like, hanging out with these guys. They're talking about going to a party. It's really not that interesting (laughs) up until they get to this abandoned house. So I figure we could probably kick it off there.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I mean, there's nothing really other than the fact that, uh, you know... Bikinis back in the 80s showed a lot more than I thought they did.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, those V, those V style That, that tight, ones, yeah.
0: tight V that she's got going on down there.
1: Yeah, they always had them on their <laughs> hips. Like, it was like these weird, uh, I don't know. <laughs>
0: you, you also are introduced to the doctor, too, Dr. Cardon, Right. Uh, and he's having those dreams in the beginning of the killer, and the killer is like chasing that lady through the hallways. With some call. of the most inept cops that I've ever seen.
1: Yes, there is. So, so go ahead. Why don't you go ahead and tell them about it? <laughs> well,
0: so they she's running around and she's trying to escape. And first of all, she could just use the stairs. Instead, she's waiting forever for the elevator to come. And when the elevator finally gets there, of course, the killers inside the elevator and starts attacking her. Meanwhile the <laughs> cops, they run up the stairs. Like if they both had run and they get to the top and he looks, the elevator, it's going to the first floor. So let's run back down there. <laughs> and I, I'm like, how ridiculous is this?
1: Yeah, that was a really ridiculous scene. Cause like and and when he's like hitting her, he's like doing that open palm thing. I,
0: I just what? think of the Chappelle show, you know, what do the five fingers say to the face? Yeah. <laughs> In the <laughs> slowest way possible. <laughs> He's, like, like, clawing. Like, he's. It, it would be interesting if he's, like, trying to rip her skin from her face or something as he's clawing. Right. But what, I mean, he does leave, like, the blood marks along her face and along her arm. And he gets pretty powerful later on. But it's just such a weird, like, slow, like, grabbing slap type of thing. Yeah,
1: He didn't even have claws, guys. Like, no claws. Just an open hand. And every time he, he, he moves, you see they do a zoom in on his hand coming down. Like, like they sh- they take a close-up of his hand coming down and the next thing you know you see the girl turn turn and then she's got one more mark on her face with blood than she had before
0: <laughs> and, and they keep the killer's face like hidden throughout most of these like little scenes right like, it's it's In weird. true like, slasher fashion it, exactly and you even get those first person shots and i kind of like that for the film but ultimately like the payoff is so terrible that's uh. like why would you even do
1: it yeah, it was kind of silly. What I really like, too, is like after they shoot him the shit in the elevator, by the way. Oh, yeah. He dies. And the next thing you know, you got this fucking, um, I don't know. What was he? a do- He was like a police officer. It was like a captain or something. Yeah.
0: He's the one that that is holding the body. He's the, the captain of the department. And he's arguing with the doctor. And they're like, he's like, no, you have to cremate the body now. You've got to do it. And he's like, oh, we can't do it unless the judge says it's OK. <laughs> and I'm like okay you know and he's trying to get the doctors like I need your written statement to because he was underneath your care and he was crazy and uh and the doctors know something about him praying to the devil I just like okay like it's just so, and that's uh, that's Hugo Stiglitz that's playing the right the, the doctor here.
1: Yeah, he's like a. By the way, guys, he's like a hip demonologist doctor with uh, who 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 not only practices medicine but also practices demonology and is not a bad kick uh, kick ass fucking action star to boot. Uh, <laughs> he's he's. <laughs>
0: Except for he's got one weakness, and that's trees.
1: And and bad uh, '80s <laughs> hip outfits that don't fit him for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got to
0: have like those like fake bell bottom like pant like things. It's
1: like overly 80s chest, hip though. jacket. Yeah, he's got his shirt open. <laughs> he's got no hair on the chest. He is smooth as a sexy yeah. fucking. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park's got nothing on him.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. It's almost very similar.
0: It is. Maybe that's where they got it
1: from. Yeah, he's got messier hair than him, though, I think. Uh, though, so. That's true. <laughs> but fast forward, they kind of, like, introduce you to him, and he's always, like, upset about the whole fucking, this guy named Devlin who they shot up. And, like, they don't really, they kind of reveal things about him in the early part of the movie, and then they kind of, like, spread it out over it. But there's nothing, like, really that revealing about Devlin other than, oh, he's a bad guy. He's essentially trying to be, like, Halloweens it's fucking uh michael myers pretty much but and 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 you got dr loomis he's essentially mm-hmm. dr loomis but but he's not anywhere near as cool <laughs> it's,
0: it's funny because he even has the uh like a dr loomis type line where he says he's not a man like you and me he's a demon
1: right and, and that's
0: that- the total of that boogeyman line. You know, like yeah. it's it's crazy how he's trying to incorporate like Halloween into his his writing.
1: Right. Yeah. I like as if nobody would know. But I guess back then, you know, like they probably didn't have the market anyway. So they were like, we'd probably get away with this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just fucking do it.
1: damn it. <laughs> I mean, think of all the Italian movies that ripped off shit anyway. So. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but you fast forward these guys are like this girl's talking about like a jet set party to her friend. She's like, "Who cares about going to a rock concert when you're going to a jet set party and I's like, "Oh, okay." And so this guy, Jorge, who tricked everyone to come out to this abandoned house, they go to this house and they're all all the girls are pissed off because they came and blew off the show to go to this house to have a party. And it's not the party that Jorge says it was. But while they're there, they find this dark book or they call it the black book in the movie, which it ain't no Necronomicon. Let me just say that. Uh, But it's funny because the music that they use when they find it, it's all happy and like suddenly evil like there was just like weird placement of like audio there i don't know what the fuck it was like really extremely like happy like someone's playing with a puppy and the next thing you know it's like evil so (laughs) and this is like the first 23 minutes about 23 minutes in and the only real interesting thing other than the elevator scene which was terrible but this is where it kind of sort of like this is the turning point but the way they do it is in such a way that reminds me so much of evil dead like when they practice this like rituals later on did you notice that
0: yeah i I was very surprised well one like i noticed that the the book itself has the name devlin on it which is the bad guy's name and i'm like okay so you're writing your own name on your own shit right like are you desecrating an evil book of satan By putting your name on it, it's like he got it from like his elementary, you know, Satanist school. He had to make (laughs) sure he put his name on top of it so that he wouldn't forget that this was his dark book. (laughs) Uh, Like you say, it's kind of kooky up to this point. I mean, with, with the kids kind of all partying, with the, you know, them being upset and them all, oh, come on, you know, we're just here to have fun and who cares if there's no jet set party and then the whole like experience of them going to actually use the book right is just kind of insane and and their their idea is that you know if we scare the girls we're gonna get late,
1: right i thought that was so funny dude i was like i was like oh yeah because girls are you know (laughs) but this is the 80s this is like the kind of movies you would see in those times anyway
0: this is the 80s in mexico
1: right yeah We
0: don't know how the it, it is down there right
1: now, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, but they, uh, so they read the book aloud because, you know, that's the thing you do in these kind of movies. And that's where I got that evil dead nod because it totally reminds me of it because they're telling him to stop. Mm-hmm. And like, he still keeps reading and shit and nothing opens a f- hole in the floor uh, but they to make it even better, you know, since it's Halloween night, which is so apropos, since this movie is trying to rip off Halloween, a lot of ways uh, they uh, they have these uh, younger kids like a different group from these teenagers we'll call them teenagers that are in the abandoned house but then there's these much younger kids that are organizing to go out for trick-or-treating you know hollowing out a a squash uh for lanterns says that they made i've I've never seen anybody do this by the way and not even in the 80s like i grew up not carrying we had those plastic things or we used Mm -hmm. a a pillowcase but they have like actual squash like, green squash that they were carving out faces to with candles, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, they were using it basically as, like, a lamp, like, right. to walk around with, and they were just, like, shining it everywhere, and that, you know, there's no way that it gave off that much light as the setting light did uh, for the sets yeah. that they were
1: on. I, I thought it would be weird, because I was like, my, I mean, it is a different, you know, culture and stuff, but, like, my parents would never let me carry a fucking lit fucking candle around, you know what I mean, when I was a well, kid?
0: <laughs> I mean... If you cooked as well as that kid's mom would, I think you probably would have let you do it.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, no, it was the girl. It was his sister. Was
0: it his sister? It seemed like it was his mom. I couldn't freaking tell.
1: Yeah, because the mom's like, you're going to take care of your sister, or your sister's going to take care of you, and you have to come Aww. home by 10, and then she's like, here, I made you dinner because it burned, and then he yep. was like, no, it's cool, I'll I'll eat a banana or something yeah. like that.
0: <laughs> so like a piece of fruit. No, it's okay, because... You know, the hamburgers, the burnt and the rice is on fire and uh, it's still smoking, whatever's come out <laughs> of the oven. Uh, and then she even tells him, well, you're the man of the house, so you got to make sure that you're back by 10.
1: Right. Which is what sends off alarms later on in the movie. But but the funny thing I thought, and this is the part that me and me and Brian were talking about, <laughs> is that. These kids are all like grouping up with their friends, you know, like they're like all part of the same community and they're like hanging outside of a fucking like shopping mall area. It's like
0: Max's Liquors or some shit like that. Right.
1: And they're fucking hitchhiking to get a ride to the cemetery to prove themselves about something. And of course they get a fucking van, a white fucking van that pulls up to pick them up. (laughs) Like...
0: (laughs) Who the hell like the kids? Even back then, would have known. Hey, unmarked white van. Uh, Maybe we should not get in it. No. Hey, we need a ride to the cemetery of all places. Yeah. And it's okay for us to get in this thing. (laughs) And even the guy has like these big bottle rim glasses that looks like your typical pedophile from back in the eighties. That is driving the goddamn. I got a float. I got a puppy in the back. Come on, kids, let's go. (laughs) Fuck. Well, and then what's funny before that, too, is they get passed up by the, the teenagers, right? Because their whole plan is to go pick up a dead body from the morgue. Like, right. we're going to go to the police station and get a dead body. Like, couldn't Dave also use that to entice the kids? Hey, you want to see a dead body?
1: Right. Well, <laughs> you know what I wonder is, like, if this movie was written for two sets of teenagers and they ended up using kids because they thought it might make it scarier. Because I'll tell you what, there's, like, some moments in this movie where I'm like, that's not kid behavior right there. Like that is like written for an adult. Like I feel like. like maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it it's kind of you know, it, it might be a little bit
0: different with like, I know there is some of the culture that's going on there, and it could possibly be, you know, okay. You know, I don't remember the 80s. I don't think my parents would have been very happy with me hitchhiking anyway. No. Um, I'm pretty sure my mom would have thrown a chocolate at my face. Uh,
1: but, but, <laughs> I'd have been grounded for a month. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have flown, and these kids are just like, oh, okay, yeah. no problem. Let's hitchhike and get a ride to the cemetery. Everybody's like, yeah! Not even one that's like, no, maybe we shouldn't get fucked in the mouth by a fucking stranger. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> oh, Sorry, Man, but, uh, Why does it I, say rape van on the side of your van?
0: I, mean, I don't. This is cool Jesus. to get
1: in. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the kids, there were some older kids. Like they, they ranged from like eight to 12, it seemed like,
0: right? Yeah. Well, the youngest kid, he probably was no more than like, I, I would say he was like six. Yeah, you maybe might be seven right. At the, at the oldest. Because, you know, he had the very kind of like innocent, uh, like short lines, you know, where it all seemed like he was. I'm talking really nice like this like every time <laughs> he spoke which was fucking annoying
1: but you know but that's. Oh his name was uh, What was his name? Uh, Cuz he falls he, down in the cemetery and gets scared and then like starts like he doesn't know what to do and then they're like telling him to come and they're I can't think of his name.
0: I don't know if you had I think it was yeah Tony Vicky Usi and I think he was Caesar.
1: Fuck, you're doing better than me, man. I won't fucking remember any of them. There's too many goddamn <laughs> characters to fucking like even follow.
0: Oh yeah, because the the older guys like I had to. You remember the, the teenagers more than I did, and I think I ro- started writing them down towards the end. I'm like, oh, what the fuck was their name? Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, I think I think Vicky actually might be one of maybe even Tony or two of the older kids. I I have no fucking clue. Uh, but there's I mean there's a ton. It just seems like a, you're right. A ton of people in this goddamn movie.
1: Well, and the other thing that that was really fucking weird about this movie is that to teenagers, not the kids that are off in the rape van, we're talking about the fucking teenagers who decided to read the dark book, but that wasn't edgy enough to get in the pants of the girls, so they went to a fucking morgue to grab a body to do a fucking ritual? Like, Ah. what?! but it's it's not even that. It's that everybody's cool with it. I know that's, the that's worst what I mean. Like. I know. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like this this would not impress any girls, by the way. they're like, yeah, let's 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 go to jail for the rest for twenty years because we robbed a fucking corpse. Like oh, it what? doesn't
0: matter. Because nobody gives a shit that they're even inside the fucking morgue or the police station.
1: Right. Nobody objects. All the girls are like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do this. And it's like, no, you definitely should not do that. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> but- well, I'll still go along with it. It's okay. And maybe we can make out after everything's done.
1: I mean, granted, guys, we know that it's a fucking movie. You got to do stupid shit to make a good story. Sometimes this isn't a good story, but it, it makes for an entertainment, uh, a value of some sort, I guess. But the gr- I thought it was funny. The girls are like waiting outside, and the demonologist doctor, with his like all shirt unbuttoned, is like coming at the same time. So they're like all at the same place, but they don't see each other. And they yeah, because
0: he forges the the judge's name so he can get the body cremated.
1: Right. Yeah, not only he's a really good forger too, by the way.
0: Oh, I know. He only wrote it down like three times, and the fourth time was the fucking charm.
1: <laughs> yeah, Devlin. That they end up stealing the fucking demon body, but
0: uh. and, and they go they go through the whole morgue without any regard for any of the bodies that are there, and they lift up the like the the girl that died in the beginning of the film. She's there, and her face is all mangled up. And they're just like, huh, oh, okay, here's another body. Well, oh, there's, there's another body. <laughs> like they're not like fucking shocked at all
1: well then they say like the
0: ugliest one
1: that's the that's the one i was gonna say they gotta find the ugliest one
0: <laughs> and like, he ain't even that ugly
1: <laughs> yeah i don't they don't really show his face all that well though but yeah they do towards the end but he's always, got some eyes
0: though <laughs> yeah
1: oh, yeah they uh that's funny too because they go back um there's the there's so the, the little kids are headed to the cemetery and just so happens the jet set kids, the teenagers perform the same ritual at the same fucking cemetery by laying Devlin, the demon guy's body on the tomb, essentially Michael Myers. Then they leave because of the rain. And of course, he comes to life. It's like the like, what do they say? The sixth month of the sixth day on the sixth hour, even though it's Halloween, which is the yeah. tenth fucking month. <laughs>
0: And it's it's fucking like midnight or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like what? it's dark as fuck outside. It's like okay, so are we on a different part of the world? Did you go back in time for a little bit? I was like. Uh, yeah, so it's supposed to be June 6th, you know, the whole 666 thing. Right. But it's just, it's terrible. And one of the other guys who starts freaking out, he's like, oh, the hand move, the hand move. And it's just, like I said, pouring rain is kind of a, a common theme between these two films.
1: Right. It's like the, it's the cleansing before the fucking disaster. As long as it's like they're getting baptized by hell. I don't know how to explain it.
0: Yeah, it's, well, there's one way to get the girls wet, I guess. (laughs) Oh,
1: wow. (laughs) Yeah, they, uh, so they leave, and, and I think it cuts to the little kids showing up to the same place after they leave. Isn't it like the little kids? Yeah,
0: the, they, they, the kids have they get dropped off, you know, after whatever's happened with the, inside the van.
1: Yeah, and and first of all, so they get a fucking a, a fucking hitchhike ride from a fucking white van, and then the guy doesn't rape them, but then drops them off at a cemetery. Doesn't that a little suspect? Just a little, like. Yeah. I, but I guess it's like it's I Halloween. know where
0: to pick you guys up later.
1: <laughs> yeah, it could be June. It could be fucking. Uh, <laughs> could be July. I don't fucking know. <laughs> like six. <laughs> I don't know. It's October, but I guess. (laughs) Anyway, so the kids, like, this is the weirdest scene, too, guys. They spend five minutes, these kids, walking through a fucking gate. Like, and I'm sitting here going, like, okay, what's going on? And they're, like, talking about stuff, but nothing interesting whatsoever. They do this really far wide shot that shows them standing there literally for, well, maybe it's not five minutes, but it feels like fucking five, ten minutes when I'm watching it. They push to open the gate, they go deeper into the cemetery, and then suddenly you hear the, the like, um, one of the, probably the more scary parts of the movie thus far, is this high-pitched screech of an unoiled gate shutting itself, which was horrifying. (laughs) It was, like, the loudest thing in the fucking movie, by the way.
0: (laughs) Pretty much. Well, except for some of the heavy breathing that comes on a little later.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Probably amateur woes, you know, stuff that you don't think about. Yeah. When you're doing the editing and everything. Uh, what happened next? There was like some. Um... So
0: It's with the, the he the, the
1: doctor shows back up at the police station and that's
0: when they figure out that the body's gone. Right. So they go there. And so they the head of the police and the doctor go driving. because We got to find the body. We got to find the body because, you know, the doctor knows that he's done something with Satan. So they got to get rid of the body. Before he comes back, I guess, uh, I guess he has like a sixth sense that he knows that the kids are the ones that are going to suddenly bring him back. Like, or was he always going to come back? Like, that's not clear out of this, like, kind of exchange to the point where the, we find out that the, the one of the kids that are two of the kids that are out are actually the police chief's kids. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Because
0: he gets the police call and he stops at the payphone and he goes and he calls. And when he's calling home. Uh, that's when the doctor steals the car.
1: Right. Okay. But then they go, the, the police officer or captain or whoever goes to the use a payphone and then fucking Stiglitz just fucking hauls it out of there. Yeah. And I love that the reaction of the cop is just like, whatever, you know, like, eh.
0: yeah. yeah, fuck it. Yeah, no, he stole my car. And then he even calls and he's just like, yeah, come pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> he stole my car. Come pick me up. Yeah. You got a problem.
1: No big deal. I wouldn't have been pissed off at all.
0: Oh, and do you notice that when he's dialing the phone, like he literally is putting the coins in. He's not really touching. He's just lifting the receiver and automatically gets the person he needs to talk to right then and there.
1: Oh, phones back then were <laughs> fucking way easier than they are now. Yeah, I mean, I'm you just... didn't have
0: to dial numbers. <laughs>
1: Uh, they were waterproof you know like come on think about it guys like
0: uh, <laughs> so we're advocating to go back to pay phones now yeah
1: <laughs> people just carry it around you know that's uh, right just
0: have it on back it's gonna be like Borderlands. So, yeah it's like a shit.
1: backpack or something you know <laughs> you're like a fucking military guy out in the middle of vietnam
0: <laughs> anybody got right change for this phone call Fuck.
1: <laughs> So uh, so now that the girls, the older girls, uh, the teenagers, the jet set girls are feeling extra scared and extra sacrilegious, their clothes, of course, just fall off much easier back at the abandoned house. You know, pretty Pretty much they all just fake kiss. Nothing really happens. So don't get your fucking pants no, off well, just yet, guys.
0: There is that one dude that has that one weird nipple.
1: Oh, that is right! Yes! I said that to Christina, too! I was like, look at that guy's nipple. And she was like, oh my god, I thought that
0: was his shirt! (laughs) Like, I made sure to underline that in my notes. That guy has a weird nipple.
1: (laughs) I didn't write that down. I was just laughing too hard, I guess. (laughs) Christina had a good laugh about that. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with his nipple? It was like it was sad or something. I don't know.
0: I would say it's not as bad as the kissing scene that happens upstairs
1: oh my god everybody in this fucking movie fake kiss like the worst you've ever seen by the way it's like that side kiss where they just kiss you on the side of their mouth instead of actually going for it
0: like you're just not sure you're timid little kid you're supposed to kiss but you don't really know right it's like okay i'm just gonna do it you know i don't really want to but this is what we're supposed to do
1: right they, they have like everybody goes to the, like their section there's like there's there's three guys three girls two of them stay in the living room where everybody was drinking in this like fucking dust infested like no power having abandoned house by the way that has cobwebs everywhere probably roaches and shit like that two of them go out on the swing on the porch and um, the guy goes in to get some drink or something like that and the girl disappears and uh, you see like the, the slasher cam approach her and then her boyfriend comes outside and sees her missing and finds her on the ground with her what was her her throat ripped out or something like that.
0: <laughs> Basically, she got uh, slap stabbed. Uh, yeah, to death.
1: <laughs> yeah. His hands are fucking brutal, dude. Like fuck machetes, fuck Jason Voorhees, fuck the Michael Myers and his goddamn fucking knife, like, whatever he's carrying. This these hands are fucking lethal. Um, yeah,
0: she has her her throats ripped out. That's what it is,
1: right? But you don't. Know, they don't show it. They just you just see no. her on the ground.
0: It's just like blood.
1: Then. The demon Devlin, as he, as her boyfriend standing over her dead body, like 10 feet away from the front porch. I'm not sure how he missed her. Uh, gets disemboweled, uh, by the demon Devlin. And, uh, it sounds pretty cool, like you would think, like him getting disemboweled, but they really didn't show that much.
0: No, it wasn't. And honestly, like, I thought the way that everything was kind of set up. Here, I thought those two were going to be like the two survivor like type of thing, because they seem to focus on these two quite a bit, right, at least thought, in the yeah. beginning. And then she's the very first one to die. And I was like, well, that fucking sucks. Like, I felt like I was kind of invested in her character, thinking, oh, maybe she's going to be like the final girl for this film. Nope, she's basically the second person to die in the film if right. you don't count the one in the beginning.
1: Yeah, no that's true. Yeah, cuz everybody pretty much pretty much meets their ends pretty quickly shortly after this I would say, right?
0: Yeah, pretty much and that, and that's where I was very surprised cuz We spend, you know, we spend a little bit of time with the kids, but not like a terribly long amount of time. And we spent most of our time in this film with these six characters. And they all get basically killed off one by one in the span of, what, about 15 minutes?
1: 10, 10, 15. Yeah, that's just somewhere in there. Yeah, because they had that one couple that, like, goes outside for some reason. The ones that are in the living room. And... Mm -hmm. And her and a boyfriend go outside and she trips over like the one of the dead bodies and then they break a few bottles, which I thought was really funny. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, somebody just killed your friends and your your only thought is to grab broken bottles as a means. That I guess, you know, I would look for other things like if I could before.
0: You would think inside that house that there would be something more than having a glass shank. Right. right? It was
1: fully furnished. So, I mean, there's got to be something in there. But. Uh, but they, they they break these bottles. They go searching around the house, and uh, the boyfriend hides the girl in like some closet or something like that. And she's like panicking. And uh, I, I assume Devlin pierced him on on something because it looks like he just sticks him to the wall like Velcro. So like it doesn't think, make
0: any sense. I think what he I think you can
1: hear it. He like snaps his neck, and then he hangs
0: him on the wall after he's done with it. Like either that, or like you say, he like shoves him through something. But there's no blood and nothing else to keep him like held up there. Even if he was like stabbed or whatever, like I I just felt like it was really weird. Like, yeah, it was okay. like
1: definite nod to Halloween. Him sticking him up on the wall mm-hmm. was, was that in the first or the second one? I always I'm pretty it was sure the first it's the, one I believe. Yeah, it was the first one where they stick him to the wall and then like he just turns his head or whatever. But they don't show the guy, so yeah. But yeah, there's no sound effects, just a just a dumb face on the boyfriend, which is really <laughs> weird. And then
0: you got his girlfriend. He she gets found inside the closet. I mean, we should say that the the two upstairs they're still. Fucking I don't want to say why going at it, but they're not really going at it. They're just um, making out. And they've turned the music up really loud, so they can't hear them calling to them, trying to get them to come downstairs. Right. And and so she's in the closet, and she gets killed. Uh, doesn't he? I think he actually turns. Does he turn the bottle on her and shove it through the stomach? I
1: think so. Or no, he just punches her in the stomach. Oh, that's
0: right. He's got super hands. I keep forgetting
1: yeah <laughs> these things are like machetes like
0: <laughs> yeah he's got a couple of Danny trejos on his hands
1: this just is punching through fools <laughs> this was like a fucking one of the better gore scenes um in mm-hmm. the movies i don't remember exactly if it's the best I'm, I'm trying to think but this one was pretty graphic no
0: i think I think in this film that was probably one of the better ones, but I think in the second film there is, a, out of the two, it has Way one better. of the best score scenes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one was pretty cool though because he keeps going in for the punch stomach thing, uh, punch in the stomach, and then he comes out with like fistfuls of Gru and like it's just spilling onto the floor. But it's like the first time that a, ki- a kill actually makes sense.
0: Yeah. And, and it, I actually, I enjoyed this kill. Like this is probably out of everybody though. There is the the next one that happens. I think it's kind of, I I, I like what they did. It's not necessarily like the, the effect is not that great, but I kind of, I, I think I found it the most humorous, I guess. Maybe that's the best way to say it. Okay. Uh, Cause just, just like you said, there's, there's all this stuff in the house. And so when, after he's killed her, he goes to, after the two upstairs,
1: before you go there I gotta mention something that happens that that bothered me and I want to know if you've seen this part sure there's the couple you're talking about before they get killed. They're making out in the room. The boom box keeps messing up because of his supernatural powers, I guess. The mm-hmm. fucking the deviling guy. And the guy says, I'm going to go get a drink leaving the room. He goes downstairs and pours some whiskey in a cup. Meanwhile, they go back to the same girl that he just left for him to go get whiskey. And she's pouring the same exact fucking whiskey in a cup that she that he <laughs> just left to go get. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Details schmeedtail He doesn't you know? want
0: he doesn't want that one he, the whiskey downstairs tastes a lot better Yeah <laughs> This is my whiskey. <laughs> I paid for this shit. I'm going to drink that one.
1: Well, like, if they were going to, like, hit it hard and, like, maybe... Well, I don't mean sexually. I mean, hit the alcohol <laughs> hard. Um, then maybe, yeah, like, if you brought the bottle up, that would make more sense. But I just thought it was funny. Both Christina and I were like, what the fuck? But you, anyway... You know,
0: I I don't think I was paying enough attention to, like, I know there's there's another one that's similar like that that pissed me the fuck off, but uh, <laughs> I, I did not notice this
1: one. Uh, it's par for the course at this point, so...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so... But what... So, so how I think it was the the girl that gets killed. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, because the the guy, he goes outside to take a piss, right? Right. And she opens up the window and she's looking outside and she throws something at him to scare him so that he pees on himself, uh, which is a dick move to anybody that's peeing outside. (laughs) Um, Because you're never going to get those pants back. Uh, <laughs> and and so, like he looks over at her, and then all of a sudden you see Devlin coming back, and then he slashes her to death, and, and then he runs back upstairs to to try to see if she's okay,
1: yeah, just those wispy open hand kills that don't sound like any flesh is being hit whatsoever, just whoosh, 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 just like that, literally just like that, with comical blood spraying the walls
0: yeah it's it's so ridiculous from there we see the the guy come in there, right? And he sees this girl dead. He grabs an axe off the wall so that he can protect himself, right? Mm-hmm From whatever is there. And then it goes, I don't know if you ever played the game Splatterhouse, like the old, like, TurboGrafx-16 game. Yes, yes. So this is that's what I totally started thinking of right here. And I also started thinking of Evil Dead a little bit too, but it's just like everything starts opening and closing and then all of a sudden the axe turns on him.
1: Right. It, like, pulls out of his hand and then floats. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and that's where I said this is probably the funniest kill out of the entire films. So, like, I actually kind of got a weird thrill. I was like, huh, this is kind of neat.
1: Yeah, that was like, one of the other that, kills, I think. Yeah.
0: And so, yeah, he ends up taking that axe to the head. I was all like, he has to do is kick it with his feet, and he would have been okay. <laughs> or moved?
1: Like, it literally <laughs> he was moved. like, like all you had to do is go to the left. Like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> but, like, when he gets hit, hit in the head, I was like, Yahtzee! <laughs> like, Chris, Christina was laughing. but uh so then uh the little kids back at the cemetery they're like getting spooked by a fire that spills out of the graves which seems to be a running theme in both of these movies too even Mm -hmm. though they explain it better in the other one but we'll get into that later but fire spills out of one of the graves without any coercion like they unless they were talking about their pumpkins or whatever their fucking gourds but I guess demons, so it makes sense. Uh, But they run for their lives because they don't know what's going on, and they run directly into the same abandoned house that, you know, every one of these teenagers have been killed. And, of course, the kids walk literally right past the Velcro kid who's stuck to the wall that didn't, we don't really know how he died other than he probably got stabbed. Uh. And
0: that's what pissed me the fuck off. (laughs) Like, they're literally walking into the house. And so there's there's a couple of things here. This is where the movie, like, totally changed. And this is, like, the basically, like, the second movie here. This is where it goes Scooby-Doo. Right. Like, the the way with all the kids and fucking running around. And I'm surprised they weren't running in one door appearing in another fucking door and the zombie fucking chasing him or whatever but they're looking around they obviously fucking see him hanging on the fucking wall (laughs) and they don't they don't make any fucking noise they don't react to him he is there he's how do you miss that it is he's like two times bigger than you you're (laughs) staring right at him and you
1: don't see anything maybe it's too dark in the movie but they don't really express that by the lighting because it seems like everything's pretty well lit. Might
0: yeah, well. they're using candles for everything, but it's fucking lit like Christmas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought it was pretty fucked up too, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Uh, the kids walk past him. They go upstairs. They check out the boombox still playing in the in that room. And they find a couple of bodies and then Devlin Myers, a.k.a. Michael Myers sort of thing, (laughs) walks up the stairs, scaring them into the attic in a sort of homage to that scene with the kids in fucking Mm -hmm. in fucking Halloween, because it totally is. He scares them into the attic uh, and he's and 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 you don't really realize that he doesn't see them. So he's just like, I'm going to put my dark black book back up on the podium while these kids almost escape, you know? But the, the older kid says, we need to get an axe as these kids are running out of the house. Like, think about this for a second. There's a fucking demon guy who's killing people. There's dead bodies everywhere. And the first thing the kids think of is to grab an axe out of the skull of a dude's head to protect themselves instead of running like crazy out of the fucking house when they got the chance. <laughs> it- It's so ridiculous, and he thinks nothing of it. This is,
0: like, no reaction. Nobody has any reaction to any fucking dead bodies. He just goes, there. oh, okay, I'm just going to fucking pull it out, and let's go from here. And, (laughs) and, you know, the house doesn't do anything crazy, and even when they're upstairs, like, if they just stayed in the closet, but they're all, we need to get out of the closet and get out of here, that's how Devlin even recognizes them. Right. Like, it's so ridiculous. Like, all they had to do, fucking kids can't wait for five fucking minutes.
1: (laughs) Well, the funny thing is, too, is like, okay, so that's kind of an adulty move, right? Like, somebody might think, we got to get the axe, I can protect myself. Not kids. Well, maybe kids, but it just seemed a little far-fetched. But then they, they, like, he sees them. They go, he starts going downstairs and they're like overturning furniture and then like breaking out the window. And I'm thinking to myself, like, these kids are more resourceful than the 16s that just got yeah. murdered.
0: Yeah, well, and when they come downstairs too at the same time, right. That's when they've noticed a Velcro kid hanging on the wall, right? And they freak out, and that's and like what you sets said, them
1: down there. That's right. It's so dumb. <laughs> but it's funny though, because like I, I just thought when they were breaking out the window, you could tell that the glass wasn't even broken. There was some scenes in this movie mm-hmm. where like people were dangerously close to like fucking fire and shit. Like, like there was no like safety regulations. You could tell like there was scenes oh. that I'm, I'm like, there's no way that they did this legit, like, like carefully. <laughs> it feels like it anyway to me.
0: No, I think it's worse in the second film than it is in this one
1: yeah yeah it definitely gets a little bit worse in the second one I would say there's a couple of fight scenes over fire and shit like what the fuck yeah but yeah they they basically these kids run back to the cemetery Uh, the entire cemetery starts to join in on the the dead walking party essentially like the dead come back to life hungry for flesh you know because the dusty asses need some fucking blood because they're really dusty guys that's where the shot came into play by the way (laughs) But uh, the little kids keep getting tripped up by a few zombies that are, like, coming up out of the ground and then uh, coming back to life, which, to be honest, this is actually kind of the best part. I was, like, not expecting zombies at this point in time.
0: And and I think that's where that title that was given to it, Zombie Apocalypse, kind of comes from. Right. but it's not the entire movie. Like, it was just really odd. Uh, like It was cool seeing all the zombies kind of bust out. And, of course, you know, we were, again, talking a little beforehand, but, like, the costuming of the zombies was was interesting, at the same time really janky. Like, you could see, like, the gloves that people had on and the edges of the gloves.
1: You know, if you could see it in a fucking shitty VHS copy rip on fucking YouTube, then it's you know it's going to be bad in a 1080p version if they ever did redo this. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, Pumping
0: for the 4K version, man.
1: Right? Yeah, I'm sure everybody is. (laughs) (laughs) I I can only see this movie on like like fucking maybe vinegar syndrome and maybe fucking like something else. I don't know.
0: I I think I should have broken out like a CRT TV for this film.
1: Right? Yeah, you know, would maybe
0: feel a little better.
1: Well, the kids try to escape, but the gate raises up like twice its height. Like it even matters, though, because it could literally climb over the fucking brick wall if they were just a fucking good. It's not even it's yeah. not even it's, it's not even taller than them. <laughs> so they could get it. No. It was, and it was a cool effect, I guess.
0: Uh, yeah, it was probably one of the better effects that they used. In the film, but the oldest kid probably could have like pulled himself up and helped all the other kids get over the side of the stone. Right. and be Done with it. But of, of course, somebody has to come and save the day.
1: Of course. And who is
0: it? It's our good old friend, the doctor.
1: The demonologist doctor slash forger slash action hero star slash 80s fucking disco jammer. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> Stigley.
0: And this this is probably one of my favorite portions of the film. Once he gets out of the car and he starts protecting the kids, he just fucking starts cold cocking zombies. Just winds up that fist and punches them right in the fucking face. And I don't think I've ever seen that in a zombie film before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well he breaks through the gate like right away and some of the kids could have been in the way but whatever uh but they like just bust who <laughs> gives <through>. a <laughs> fuck right <laughs> and i love that they get in the car and then like it doesn't work and it's like fuck yeah.
0: what the what? that's that's a bunch of bullshit because everything was working perfectly fine he was able to drive it around for a little bit he never turned the car off he just told them to get in and all of a sudden off nah, fuck now nah, i can't turn over the car <laughs> right yeah <laughs>
1: I just like how he gets out, and then, like, they're, like, running away, and the tree falls on him. Like, not even a heavy tree either, just, like, a tree.
0: (laughs) Oh, he's, he's, like, it's his worst fucking, like, enemy. Like, the tree, everything else, zombies doesn't matter. They're all grabbing at him and he's perfectly okay to punch him in the face, but then a tree comes over that anybody can fucking lift up off them. Like, he has just the branches on top of him. (sighs) He could crawl out of the goddamn, like, tree branches, but he can't do it. The kids have to lift up everything, and, of course, he's got his mighty cross to save the day. Yeah, he
1: uses a physical fucking burial cross as a fucking crutch. (laughs) Like, that's some gangster-ass shit right there. (laughs) I was going to say that's fucking
0: boss, man. Well, there's like, funny if You're going to use
1: that. Well, and he he gives the kids like a like a handheld silver cross like and he's like, "Hold this up. This will save us." And like the girls like using it against the zombies and the zombies are all fucking scared. Meanwhile, leaning on this cross and they're they're coming near him and I'm like, are they going to fucking attack him with that huge ass cross and they were scared of that little one? Like there's something wrong about that if that happens, but they stayed their distance so I was okay with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But they, they go back to the house, right? And then the zomb, the kids go back to the house to get the book.
0: Yes, because they've got to burn the book, which is also, I think, another Evil Dead nod. Right. Because uh, they've got to destroy the book to destroy Devon, Devlin and, you know, make sure that ever, all the zombies die at this point.
1: Right. So and then, of course, um, I just keep calling the doctor, I guess, the doctor, Stiglitz, whatever. He comes hobbling in on the fucking <laughs> cross crutch. Uh, and uh they all basically fight off zombies as they swarm the place and uh Devlin himself is like up for a little like jet set party i guess too because he's there and or he just won't leave the house i don't know oh, yeah. what the fuck <laughs> it's like get out already like know. check you know, out so the Dr. new area
0: Dr Stigler sounds like a porn name Right, yeah. <laughs> and, um, here he is, coming into the jet set party. It's Doctor Stiglitz.
1: <laughs> the doctor's here, ladies, and it's like I'm going to this-
0: shove this cross right up your. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So uh, one of the little girls, she tries to burn the book, but Devlin uses his magic, his mind magic to pull her across the floor towards him. And she's just like paralyzed by fear, I guess. I I don't really know. She's like frozen while the doc and Devlin play wrestling in the the dining room, which the doc gets slapped open palm slapped uh, treatment off the side of the ropes by the fucking Devlin guy. (laughs) It's funny because he
0: uses the same before that, like the same techniques that the kids did in picking up random pieces of furniture and just fucking throwing it at Devlin. Right. But he's picking up bigger pieces of furniture and he still can't do anything. He keeps trying to push back and he keeps getting slashed on the face. And finally that girl, she just snaps out of it
1: and burns the book right away.
0: Yep. And then Devlin catches on fire. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and all the zombies too.
0: Yeah, and they're just all run out of the house.
1: Yeah, that was pretty funny. And like that was kind of the end, but they have like the cops and the medics come to save the kids, you know, but it's like who's that? It's like a guy in the attic with a smoldering book. Literal smoldering book, by the way, guys. Like yep. he he's flipping like real shit. And uh it's a it's a new it's the new stylish demon doc that turned demon. So it's like, no, our hero is a demon now. Like, oh, no. <laughs> it's it's just
0: such a ridiculous like, okay, where are you going to really go from here? Like, uh, yeah. I, I just felt like you threw so much at us. And, and the second there's like this the whole third act is so weird and doesn't really gel that well with the first like whole first two acts right. where it was focused around those teenagers that it's just kind of like, all right, so we've got this like twist ending where, oh God, the it's demon spirit's really not dead. Satan's here in the good doctor now. Now we got Dr. Evil running around uh, doing all the shit.
1: <laughs> well, I think, the, I think the, you know, this is a, a pretty big fucking party. You know, I think the lesson that we've all learned here, everybody is that, you know, guys, girls, even, you know, black magic doesn't get you laid. So say no to dark magic, guys. You know, just try being charming. Maybe be a nice person and uh, find a nice person that works for you. you. Don't have to convince people to fuck you. OK, if they want to, they're going to. You don't need Jesus. you don't need to go to the ends of the earth to find fucking Satan himself to get laid like Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, and say stay away from jet set parties, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, if you have to summon Satan to have a good experience, then you're not doing it right. Jerk off. That's even better. <laughs> Fuck.
0: <laughs> or, or get yourself a rape van. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be fine. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing bad happened to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he got the, he picked up the kids and he drove off. That's it.
1: Yeah, hear that, kids? If you're ever looking for a ride, just <laughs> knock on a white van. You'll get a ride. <laughs>
0: Don't worry, you'll be dropped off at a cemetery and everything will be A-OK. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, we do have another movie to talk about. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Uh, So the the second movie we're going to be talking about is by the same fucking director, Ruben Galindo Jr., but it's called Grave Robbers. And this movie came out about four years later called in 1989. It's also called Ladrones de Tumbas. uh, And the story goes... Teenagers accidentally resurrect a satanic killer who targets the local police captain's daughter to birth the Antichrist. Does this sound similar to you guys? Like what we were talking about in this last movie? Because, yeah. I almost feel like this is like his trilogy. I haven't seen Don't Panic, but... Kind of makes you want to see
0: it because the that seems to be
1: the better rated of the three. Is it? That's so funny. So now maybe I will have to watch that. God damn it. Maybe I'll watch it this week and do like a fucking some sort of fucking like video review or something as a bonus. Uh, But uh, so Ruben Galindo Jr., he did. Don't don't panic. The story of this movie that uh, we're talking about is on his 17th birthday. Michael unwittingly unlocks the evil forces of a Ouija board. So we're back to the fucking satanic shit. I don't know what's going on. He just loves that. I, I get it. But you would think he would have strayed a little bit from it. At some point. Didn't you say that he does nothing but, like, reality TV now?
0: Yeah, that's basically all he does. <laughs> I so, guess that's some form of Satan worship.
1: Right. Maybe there's darker forces at work behind the scenes that we don't know about. And, and boobs. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the cast in this movie is Fernando Almada. It is Captain Lopez. He's the sheriff is what we're going to be calling him throughout this thing. Uh, he's done a lot of old westerns, like a ton of them, by the way, guys. Many of which I've never heard of, might not even be able to pronounce, but I'm going to give you a few of the movies that he's been in. Camino al Infierno, Los Demonos, uh, Demonios, Del Desierto, and El Filo del Tero. And it also starts it also stars Erica Buenfil, who plays Rebecca the Quist the Crystal Waver. I almost said the Quistle Waver.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Getting that little hell how- hell. How- <laughs> <laughs>
1: She was in movies like The Triumph of Love, The Two Lives of Estelia Carrillo, and many more. also stars Augustin Bernal, who plays El Verdugo, the killer, which I don't remember his name in the movie, so that was the first time I actually knew it. I don't know if I was just missing it in the writing or missed it a bunch of times, but I don't remember them saying El Verdugo once. Um, No,
0: I don't think they ever did.
1: Yeah, it was just a killer. Um, But. He was in Instructions Not Included and El Diablo, as well as many more. Not that many, but uh, uh, quite a few. Um, other than that, what about you, Brian? What did you think of this movie? So I feel like this
0: movie was a little more polished than the last one. There's still some like kind of crazy things, but okay, I get it. Like It felt like a straightforward slasher than anything else. Like, there wasn't anything that kind of set it apart. Everything kind of just was like, okay, it's relatively enjoyable from from the... The, the shots being behind the killer, to the, the setup with the characters, to, to having a structure that's more similar to a lot of horror that I'm used to, where I felt like with the last film, you know, it was a tale of two films where this one was really cohesive. Mm-hmm. And in general, it was just like, I was kind of like, oh, well, you know what? I don't hate it. I don't love it. I, in the beginning, I found it ridiculous, but as it went along, it just kind of became just any old generic slasher.
1: Right. I'd have to agree with you almost 100 percent there. I I mean, I think it's probably the better shot film. Um, Yes, it's definitely the better gore film, uh, but somehow it manages to be less fun than the one we watched before, which I would consider a bad film, too, in a way. So I think there's there's definitely some some bad It's Good Moments has in it, too. So nowhere near as much as the So Bad It's Good as Cemetery of Terror, which is odd because I haven't seen this in a long time. And this was the reason that I watched the others. So um, I don't know if you ever ordered movies from those like VHS catalogs from back in the day.
0: No, no, I never did.
1: I did when I was younger because they were supposed... This is before... Yeah, I don't want to express my age right now, guys. (laughs) But let's just say we used to use birds as a form of communication. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, we had this place called Video Junkies back in the day that I really liked. And They used to sell rare or out of print movies um, or, you know, movies that were on PAL that you couldn't have access to. Mm-hmm. So, so I used to get it I get. I got one of the, I got that movie and it didn't even have English subtitles because when I went in to look for it on VHS and put it in to watch it, because I was like, maybe I should watch it on the VHS, you know, because the, the the sound was out of sync in this movie on the on the YouTube video that we watched. Uh, I was like, "Oh, it has no subtitles," so I spent all that time for nothing. Uh, but <laughs> oh, any- God damn it! <laughs> I know, dude. Anyways, um, like you said, I definitely agree. This is a little bit more of a straightforward story. I think, and possibly the tropiest of the two in some ways. Um, Mm -hmm. But the first one is very contrived as well. So it's like they feel very similar in that sense, but this just performs better, I think, Um, but not story wise. Like it gets really lost in the third act. But essentially, it's about a guy who wants to bring the Antichrist to life by impregnating a virgin when his, you know, plans are foiled by a a group of uh, other, like, I think they're religious group or something. I don't really understand. I I think they're the Spanish Inquisition. That's what it was. That's right. Yeah, they did say that. Because I do
0: have it written here that nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition.
1: Right. So he tries to get away. They kill him. He basically uh, curses them and says that he's going to come back uh years later to fucking you know get them back and then of course you know fast forward to the future you get a bunch of grave robbers who unleash him from the dead many many years later and and not just unleashing him though but hell on earth in some ways though I, i i probably wouldn't say it does delivers that hell kind of feeling that they were probably thinking when they wrote this but enough for what the budget probably allowed kind of thing
0: you know yeah so you you can definitely tell that there is a little bit better budget for this because of some of the effects like even by the poster like if I looked at the two you know poster arts well there's of course there's two different like posters here the one that at least is on IMDB might I I say it's fantastic mm -hmm. Uh, it is really cheesy uh, especially with the the sheriff there on the top in big bold you know with the lightning cracking behind him you would Uh, think it
1: was an action film you wouldn't think it was a fucking horror movie
0: and that's where i thought oh this is going to be super cheesy in comparison where the other one you know it's it's a girl she's being dragged underneath by zombies and i was like oh that's going to be more of the straightforward horror film right you know like this almost makes that poster almost makes you feel like it's like a bollywood action movie they flip-flop with my expectations
1: right it definitely is a little confusing when you see those that cover man that's a terrible cover i don't think it's a terrible film or anything it's just sort of kind of misses a lot of opportunities to deliver the like goods, like the extra goods that they should have been able to deliver, you know, even though it has some like really highlighted moments and it, it really kind of feels a little flat And, you know, I love the gore in it this time around and some of the creativity that they did in it. But just some of it, even if it doesn't make sense, you know, it's still better gore. Plus, Mm -hmm. some of the gore is good, but then some of it's kind of lame. Like, I don't know. They use that axe scenes where they didn't make it seem like they didn't speed up the film or anything. They just kind of (laughs) like, I don't know. It just didn't feel right for me. I don't know.
0: You're right there. Some of that stuff, like it's. There's 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 a couple of scenes uh, towards the beginning mm-hmm. that he, in terms of like the kills, some of the earlier ones that are by the killer, like there wasn't that weight behind what he was doing. Like mm-hmm. it was just kind of like here it happened, here's some blood, let's move on. Right. You yeah. Know? When it was good, it was really good. When it was bad, it was just. Ugh. You know, I, I don't know what to do with this anymore.
1: Yeah. It's really hard to kind of judge this one, too, because it, I'd say it's kind of like between this one and the uh, Cemetery of Terror, they're pretty close to one another in different aspects. So it's like really weird. Like, I think the the film we watched first, Cemetery of Terror, is, is much easier to laugh at, though. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not taken as seriously. Well, it, it is serious, but it's done in such a way that you just laugh at it. But I would probably give this one like a 5.5 5 and maybe the other one a 5.5 5 too, but it's like, I don't know, it's like really hard to kind of balance because where this one does good stuff, it does shitty in other departments.
0: Yeah, I, I, think, I think I rated it, them exactly the same. It, that's six, like a 6 out of 10. Yeah, that's kind of how like, it is. It's, it's just, it's better than average, but it could do so much more like I, I would have thought that this being his third film in kind of the same style that he just kind of relied on what was working for him for those audience. He did learn some stuff right. and it seemed to have gotten a little better, but he still felt better. Back on what exactly he had been doing before so there wasn't as much advancement in the quality of what have how he was shooting and how he was getting his his crew to to do the scenes
1: right yeah i mean you can definitely tell that they did a lot more in this one but boy that last third act the very end of the third act oh oh my god that's pretty bad it's rough Yeah, like, it was like, what do we do? Like, even they didn't know what to do. They were just like, fuck it, just, you know, try to do the best you can. (laughs) Like, that's what I felt like at the very end.
0: Yeah, I didn't feel satisfied. No. At the end of it. Like, I really felt it was going to be like the first film, too. Like, everything leading up, I thought, oh, my God, he's going to do the same shit again.
1: Yeah, like, it probably would have been better if it would have been, like, just so bad, it's good. I would say, if we're we're making comparisons to which is the better so bad it's good film, it's definitely Cemetery of Terror.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that.
1: Just because it's just funny to laugh at. But the kills in this one are better. So, you know, pick and choose what you think is great. But for entertainment value, I thought the first one was just so ridiculous. So it was more enjoyable for me for that respect. So, but uh, yeah, for two slasher movies, guys, these are both slasher movies, in my opinion. And they're the supernatural kind. So um, they're not like your typical slasher film, I guess. But I guess some people could say that Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees and every one of them are supernatural. But a lot of people feel like they're just like regular murderers that just keep coming back to life for some reason, which blows my mind. But (laughs) 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 like, man, that's some luck. huh? You know, you can get killed a million times and just get back up. No offense to anybody. I'm just saying, like, I've always felt Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees. And, of course, Freddy is all supernatural to me.
0: What? You mean being uh, brought back to life by a dog pissing on your grave in a dream is not supernatural?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that one's <laughs> obvious, but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With fire piss, you mean? Fire piss, that's right. <laughs> uh, well, there wasn't really any trivia on there, so we're probably just going to jump right into our spoiler scene. So if you guys didn't want to hear about it, maybe want to watch it, like we said, there's two. Um, the, both of these movies are on the uh, YouTube. You can watch them. This one's going to have uh, some uh, like a mild out-of-sync issue with the, the voices and the sound effects and stuff, but it's really not that bad, like... You'll notice it, but it's not going to take away from the movie because the movie's pretty shitty anyway. So, like, like you'll figure it out. So, yeah. So, so we should probably kick it off with the opening scene, right? Like, uh, someone is like conducting a ritual in a tomb and a woman is like chained to the floor over a pentagram with candles everywhere. And, and apparently before nine moons, she's going to have a baby and everyone will serve it, aka the Antichrist. But one of the hooded men, the, What was it? The Spanish Inquisition. Mm -hmm. They thwart his plans and string him up to a torture device to stretch him out like one of those old fucking things and plant a gigantic axe into his chest, which, by the way, when he's getting stretched, it didn't look real at all. I was like, (laughs) I mean, I was watching the chains as they were like stretching him and the chains just kept spinning. So they were like in the same. (laughs) the only thing was that
0: he was awfully sweaty. Like That's that was right, the big yeah. note I took out of him I'm like that guy is very, very fucking sweaty. Yeah. Like from when he's trying to get on with the girl to when he's now shirtless, chained up on the thing, pretending to be stretched, but very poorly pretending to be
1: stretched. Um I wonder if they recorded it in summer or something like that and it was just fucking blistering hot in the basement or wherever they were.
0: Well, definitely with this film, I'm pretty sure it was like a non union film with half the shit that they had to do.
1: Oh yeah. There's some fucking <laughs> <laughs> dangerous stunts in this movie guys like that you will not believe <laughs> like I, I don't know if I pointed them all out but there was just some parts in it I was like fuck I was like what are they doing like he could catch fire <laughs> like nobody gave yeah. a shit not even the actor gave a shit he was just like no. whatever
0: I'm here to do a job I'm getting paid maybe I get to keep the gold that I find in this place maybe it's real yeah if I like lose my rip-
1: hair for a fucking couple of years whatever it'll grow right. back
0: it, it was really just doing grave robbing in disguise as a movie yeah <laughs> So, so
1: after they kill this dude, uh, to to thwart his plans from bringing back the fucking antichrist or whatever, he was like, "You should do it too." He's like telling him, "You should be a part of it because fucking Satan's like the fucking dark lord, the only lord we need." You know, like it's funny, like he's, <laughs> he's gonna the best con- man, yeah. He's like, "Yo, dude, Satan's like cool as fuck." And they're like, "Here, take this axe right in your chest." <laughs> <laughs>
0: But because <laughs> that's God's <laughs> way, right? Put an axe in somebody's chest,
1: right? It's a holy axe, you know, by the way. Um, oh.
0: That makes it okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so we fast forward a bunch of years. There's a group of girls that are going somewhere on a vacation camping trip. She's like the one of the girls is like the daughter of the sheriff. And elsewhere, they have some grave robbers. That's like It seems like Ruben, the director and the writer of these movies, um, he just likes to split it up into like two groups all the time. Two or three mm-hmm. groups. Um, and so I, at first I was like, are these the same girls? Like I got a little confused. Because they don't even, like, transition. They're, like, in a car. And the next thing you know, there's, like, a blue truck. And I was like, wait, did they switch? To some, did I miss something? Yeah, like, it was
0: crazy. Because you, you go from the, the scene with a guy, like, fixing the Uzi for the, the show. <laughs> Raul? You mean Raul? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean Freddie Mercury stash wanting motherfucker that was there?
1: <laughs> oh, he was bigger than Freddie, dude.
0: <laughs> oh, he was much bigger. It was a buff Freddie Mercury, if anything. <laughs> but he, like, fixes that Uzi with no problem. then the guy's, like, shooting it at the bottles open over the town yeah like I, I i couldn't tell if it was like in the middle of like a residential district or it was like at a, a villa somewhere or what it was but it looked yeah, like a neighborhood that, dude <laughs> yeah they go and the girls get in the the jeep and then they go off and you're right right after that they're in the back of a car pulling up to the gravesite. and even i was like so they decided to go for a vacation to rob graves that's exactly like, that what plan? i was
1: i was like wait wow that is a huge jump i was like well maybe i was like this girl is really a bad girl and she's just daddy's girl you know so she does all these bad things because daddy tells her no so like I was like okay that makes sense you know I kind of like logically didn't even think about it but in the same respect I was like confused because I was like weren't they in a red jeep where's this red jeep oh they're in a truck oh okay So many movies do that, like, back in the day that it just, like, really confuses the shit out of me. But anyway, there's, like, this group of grave robbers getting ready to, you know grave rob obviously and to let and, and also the guy has this conversation because the girl's in the back of the truck she was like you were like speeding and there was like fucking potholes and you're like fucking don't even care about us he's like listen bitch grave rob it ain't easy it's like what <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, yeah, you got to drive like an asshole if you want to grave rob. Yeah,
1: let's, let's get a little thing here straight. You're not fucking setting foot on the moon, okay? You're fucking grave robbing, so don't get too fucking proud, you fucking dildo. <laughs> I,
0: I love that character's name, too, Manolo. That's that's the the best thing ever I don't know why I was just like I felt like so giddy every time they said his name
1: I've never Never heard a name like that before
0: (laughs) I think maybe that's why I was like so excited about the name (laughs) I was like oh it's a name you don't hear very often Or at (laughs) all (laughs)
1: <laughs> they don't really explain it too well other than that they're there to make some money and there's like one of the girls who you find out a little bit later. She's like some sort of like spiritual chick and uh, they're looking for a ton of gold in one of the graves.
0: They, they explain that that the gravesite here, because of superstition, they bury the bodies with the gold so that it supposedly protects them from the evil spirits to make sure that they
1: get to heaven. Ah, I vaguely remember hearing that, but they, they so, seem to be looking for one specific one.
0: Yeah. I think that they, they that's the, the crypt, I guess, that they end up coming across.
1: You know, kids—they like like not not the, the eight to twelve-year-old range. They'd look for hitchhiking vans, but the the ones that are like you know eighteen to twenty-one, looking for some beer money. You know, those kind of motherfuckers.
0: Oh yeah, because <laughs> I remember when I wanted to get beer money when I was a kid, that <laughs> I went to a
1: gravesite <laughs> and dug shit up. Maybe you I know, could get a ring ear or there. Judge in less than you want to be judged, <laughs> Brian, because. <laughs> There's, you know, there's a lot of fucking beer to be had when you dig up a fucking corpse. So <laughs> judge not unless you want to be judged. Whatever I was trying to say, but so the the funny thing to me is at this point is like, and this will tie into something that I that I was like, what the fuck? So they have their crystal waving friend looking for like gold by waving her crystal around, and apparently that helps her to confirm if there's gold over a grave or not, but. She finds this grave, and they like clean off the name, and they're like, yep, this is the one, huh? And she's like, yep, and they start digging it up. Nothing's in it, and she's like, wait, I know it was here. And then she goes and stands in the grave and falls through into the ground, uh, which is actually a bigger tomb, an ancient tomb, and there's gold in them tombs. They rejoice. <laughs> they're screaming, laughing, carrying on, ripping gold from... Fucking dusty ass corpses. And of course, even some of them are taking that nasty ass, dirty, fucking dead person dust and putting against their mouth and kissing it <laughs> to the sound of like 80 synth which was pretty amazing
0: yeah that was absolutely crazy <laughs> like the, the music choice for this scene is ridiculous the The other thing is that we you talked about it a little earlier with the fire like they lit the the dead gas on fire so oh yeah like like that and that's where the people are like, doing it, and then just like standing in there while the fire was like shooting up underneath them Which is
1: weird, because you would think that they would kind of explain that, but they treat it as though, like, oh, like everybody knows. This is common knowledge. Yeah, you
0: rob rob grapes all the time, don't you? You know exactly (laughs) what you need to do.
1: Yeah, some of that gas is apparently dangerous, I'm assuming. That's why they light it. I, I guess, like, I really wish I knew. I
0: was like, okay, well, that's why they're doing it. It's because it's dead gas. And they want to make sure the dead gas doesn't do anything to them. Right. And, and then they, they try to use the rope to go down into the hole,
1: but nobody can hold on the fucking rope. <laughs> well, the fucking <laughs> rope isn't a rope at all. It's a goddamn fucking thin-ass piece of twine. <laughs> what the fuck? How are you going to get down? I was like, Christina, is that rope? And she's like, nope, that looks like string. <laughs> <laughs> It's so ridiculous and and
0: it's not long enough, so they still have to tumble and and, you know, poor Crystal lady, she like takes the full brunt and she's perfectly fine by the way. She's able to perfectly walk down there. Who knows how far she fell all the way down until she got to the tumbling part that everybody else did. And how they even got out of there. This also drives me fucking batty.
1: They show them, like, doing some sort of, like, Indiana Jones-style, like, like they were trying to make them slide down this ramp, this wooden ramp, by the way, which... Uh, it was pretty funny. They reused the same shot of them sliding down to make it seem like they were sliding down even further and further each time. <laughs> like So they like did it like three times for each person. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Well, well,
0: you know, it's because if you do different angles, it's different parts of the shaft,
1: right? Yeah, they even did different lighting to try to make it seem different. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, at <laughs> so least they terrible. cared. <laughs> so they discovered that there's like in this tomb they got all these people they're like there's gold you know they're all excited and one of the guys is like really hungry for gold and he goes deeper in and finds like an older like uh, what do they call those I don't know it's like a crypt I guess I don't know what they call it Uh,
0: yeah it's like it's a tomb I guess that you can say it
1: yeah it's like an old tomb where he's like buried in concrete you know like or stone whatever the fuck but Rebecca the crystal waver she like warns everybody she's like we really shouldn't be that fucking greedy guys there's plenty of gold here we don't need everything he's like don't be superstitious I'm like wait didn't superstition literally help you find the gold like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about she waved a crystal to find gold like I know that's not superstition but it's still in the same pocket of like believability shit
0: you know what I mean and he was so excited about it too it's like, oh yeah you, you totally got it you totally knew about it this is great and then when she's warning him oh no fuck you you know I do what I want
1: the greed has set in, man. It's a hell he's of a going drug. Warwick
0: Davis on this shit.
1: Wait, why? Why do you say that?
0: Because <laughs> he's like a oh, leprechaun. I he was like, wait goal. a
1: second. Like, did he do something in his career? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Willow, dude, he fucked up. Some dude on set for not getting paid enough, dude. It was fucked up. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so they they. Uh, whoa, well, well, that's what it is. They um. It turns out that it's a that the Satanist tomb from the very beginning. Yep. You know, surprise. You know, they, they, they even pull the axe out of his chest like they need that, too. Like, this could be worth some money. <laughs> and then they start hearing, like, this wind blowing, and all the girls are getting scared, and they leave the tomb up their little twine, uh, uh, string and they get out of it like super quick. Like the whole time when they were getting gold, by the way, I'm like, how are they even gonna lift that out of there on that fucking rope? Like how are they like they went down the fucking hole for like five minutes. There's not enough rope for them to like get it. Get up. How are they gonna get up?
0: Oh, and she feels like that French beret that she's got full of the a damn like gold pieces and necklaces and everything i don't know how she's going to carry that up and climb that shit at the same time (laughs) like it's not like it's a backpack or anything like that
1: right well some of the gold well you would think that it would have been like some fucking like goonies type fucking gold but no it's like the shittiest fucking like they're literally pulling up pieces of fucking string with beads on it dude like there was no gold to be found in there yeah ridiculous gold paint maybe I, i don't know well, you know, they did find some nice
0: necklaces uh, that looked like they were, like, you know, sterling silver or something like
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't have 1080p back in the 80s. so That's true. <laughs> that's why they don't make these movies on 1080p. Vinegar Syndrome won't touch it because it'll be breaking reality and people won't believe it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because I believe this
1: right here. <laughs> yeah, this is such a realistic story. They just can't. They don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> but so they 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 do get out though and then you see the tomb where the satanist was buried and it's like boom a sock puppet monster awakes <laughs> and it's it's the it's pretty ridiculous looking it looks like this shrivelled up fucking reason dude and but it's really just the dusty old dead satanist dude who kind of looks like a like a sock puppet yeah,
0: and at least he's got his like hoodie right there readily available for him. Right, yeah,
1: which is in perfect condition, by the way. <laughs> they even talk about it, too. He's like, oh, maybe I should wear this for Halloween or something, doesn't he? Or, yeah,
0: he picks it up, and he's just like, oh, man, this, something along those lines. Like, yeah, I could totally take this and, and for wear a costume it or, or, something or something like that. Yeah.
1: So here comes more tropes that we're used to in the old film and then this film. So they make it back to their truck after a nice rainstorm which we were talking about in the first movie washes them washes all that dust off of them they chuck the axe in the truck bed and then they bicker about not believing in in nonsense that the rebecca chick is talking about and they they start the car and it doesn't start figures you know and then they get it to work but then they're stuck in the mud so it's like oh we got you you know you thought they were going to get out of here but nope <laughs> genius by the way <laughs> <laughs> This is where filmmaking begins, guys.
0: That's right, and you knew that the one of the chicks was going to fall into the muddy water too. Oh God! I was counting the minutes until it was going to happen, and I'm like, okay, one of them's going to fall. When is it going to happen? Who's it going to be?
1: Did you? Did, there was there a piece of you inside that was like hoping they'd back the truck over her?
0: <laughs> like, oh, I got it. <laughs> yes, dude. Like, I would
1: have been like so into that. I was telling Christina, I was like, God, if they just ran over her, that would have been made this movie so much better already. Like, <laughs> so I'm going to have to do that in a movie sometime. So don't steal it, okay?
0: Okay, I'll remember for when I make my giant movie. <laughs> they <laughs> I'll just do some type I'll, I'll take a cue from this director and just do an homage to it.
1: Yeah, there you go. It's <laughs> just like several um homage uh filled movies, right. you know. Um, but apparently they are they're, they're like getting freaked out because like one they've got all this jewels, they just robbed grave robbed. Weird shit's happening. They're getting scared and like they see something come up to the window and i didn't even know what it was at first but it's like two guys on a horse so they like oh oh hey and they're like hey can we help you you know like they're like yeah uh, yeah can you help me and so somehow right before that scene though the the killer the slasher um fucking reaches in the back of the truck to get that fucking axe <laughs> in front yeah. of these two guys on a horse which makes no goddamn sense uh, but he grabs it and then the one of the horses of the two guys gets his gets spooked, right?
0: Yeah, and, and here's so there's there's two things. There's a question I' asking, there's something really funny with this the horse takes. The first thing is, did it bother you that they kept calling in the subtitles? the truck a van
1: yes christina kept it, saying that too i was like i don't know it must be a mistranslation <laughs> or something
0: I, I was just driving me crazy i was like it's a fucking truck like it doesn't <laughs> even look like a van it's, it's a goddamn it looks like the truck that my grandfather had when i was growing up like the same <laughs> exact fucking truck so like that and then it's funny because the so that you know that horse it gets crazy and it, because it gets spooked by the dude and he throws the guy off and he gets up and he looks over there and he starts yelling the name of the horse which is Oh jacinta, Bianca? Oh, jacinta, you know, jacinta that's right. and that's the name of my mother-in-law oh really that's and funny so my it got my my wife she's like wait a second is that did, did he say what he, i thought he said and so she had me rewind the film like four times so that she could confirm and then record it and send it to her mom <laughs>
1: that's funny
0: <laughs> and i was just like okay can i can i continue watching the movie it's hilarious but yeah he he runs off after like it's weird I don't know if it's meant to be comedic relief, but it feels like it's like supposed to be really funny for that little scene the way that he kind of runs off and he's grabbing his hat and he's kind of doing some weird like bow-legged runaway thing Jacinta! <laughs> Jacinta! <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's kind of silly and then he gets killed by getting his neck cut by the fucking axe, right
0: Yeah, and that's one of the scenes where it's like again there's no weight to that axe when he's trying to kill the guy. Like, it's just kind of like he pushes it into the neck, there's a little bit of blood, and that's it.
1: Right. Even even the next guy, who's the other horseman, who helps them get out of their mud, and then all of a sudden, fuck, it goes to find his friend, and then he gets axed in the head, which was, like, really, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was better than the neck throat thingy.
0: Yeah, it was definitely better, and it was better than the ax in the face from uh, Cemetery of Terror. Right, But it yeah, still, yeah. it still was kind of like, eh.
1: And this is where it kind of throws you for a loop, because you think that this is where the movie normally takes place, like somebody dies and then they're getting hunted and they're trying to escape the woods. But no, the police literally show up immediately, (laughs) like like right away. And I'm like, wait, wow. So they think that these kids murdered these two fucking peasants, they call them, even though they're Mm -hmm. just like fucking farmers or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, they're probably just gauchos, cowboys that are yeah. walking around with with the things. And it's funny because the the one friend I think Armando, mm-hmm. he's the the guy in the blue shirt, and that guy like he goes when he goes looking, he trips and falls because him and, and Manolo go looking for them, and he trips and falls and he lands in oh, the guy's right. blood. Right. And so he's got the blood all over his hands. And when all four of them go running after them that's when the cops come there and they say, I want to see your hands." Yeah. And so he shows his hands all bloodied and that's why they all get arrested.
1: And they literally catch him red handed. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Where's that rim shot when you need it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, "Um, not me. I didn't do it. (laughs) So, uh, so, the police, of course, detain them, but, you know, they soon find out that they didn't kill them, like, literally within a minute of him leaving the, the police station. They're kind of roughing these kids up pretty heavy, by the way.
0: Manolo tries to bribe him, like, right away, basically saying, hey, you know, there's a lot of money in it for you, and it's he ain't taking no bribe, and that's why he starts roughing them up until they actually tell him the truth.
1: And then, like, he leaves the police station, and doesn't he get, like, a call or something? Yeah, because they found,
0: like, two more bodies or something like that that were in that area, and so that's where it's like, oh well, the kids didn't do it, but he doesn't like release the kids right away,
1: right? Well, because they fucking co- they it's said that the they grave. Ro- yeah <laughs> they robbed the fucking grave, so yeah. But you know, there's also some funny shit that happens at the end of the movie that t- movie that ties that all back together, which is kind of stupid. Uh, yeah,
0: but Ugh. God, <laughs> yeah, God, the ending you mentioned it once and it very really pisses me the fuck <laughs>
1: uh so so now this is where i like realize the sheriff is all like oh my god that's where olivia my daughter is there and i she's camping out in that area i was like wait oh those are the girls i'm like that's who they are okay so Mm -hmm. like made no sense you see and it's like pretty quick like they're all sitting down eating s'mores or some dumb camping shit and then a girl just walks away and gets drowned in the water and they hear her scream then another girl goes over with the other girls to see what happened she gets her neck snapped in front of all of her other friends by the fucking Mm -hmm. slasher just like all quick like bam bam and then one of the girls gets her hand chopped off after she like runs away from him and drops the keys and she does this there's a scene where she's like hiding behind a tree from him and trying to grab the keys but he's behind the tree and trying Chops off her hand I was like what yeah
0: it's really cheesy I, out of those ones I actually really enjoyed the drowning like it was so quick that it happened but I enjoyed that whole sequence of him like the hand slowly coming out of the water and then just grabbing the center of her face and pulling her down Yeah, like her death was satisfying but like the whole hand chopping thing is just like it took forever and she's slowly like crawling her hand off you know like inch after inch where she could have just gone try to grab it really quick and the axe yeah. could have come down really quick. But like even him, he's slowly raising the axe. And it's not like they're doing something in slow motion. They're just being fucking slow. Yeah. And and he's right there. And I she know. doesn't even like know. Like she knows she's hiding from him, but she doesn't think that he's not paying attention to what's going on. It looks so damn terrible when it comes off, though. The squirting blood is kind of funny, dude. That shit was, was fucking hilarious.
1: <laughs> like they essentially what they were trying to do with that situation <laughs> is create some sort of fucking tension, but it was like the worst yeah. attempt ever. And 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 then when it, she gets her hand chopped off, it's like no one's surprised um mm-hmm. because it's like you see it coming from like a mile away, and because they're like, oh, I dropped my keys. Like when they first are running there, <laughs> I was like Christina, I was like, guess what's gonna happen next? The car's not gonna start, mm-hmm. and then I. I was like oh shit they switched it up on us she dropped the fucking keys dude she, but she gets her hand chopped off she's going for the keys and her friend Olivia is like holding her wrist and it's all squirting in her face kind of and then <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. It's almost like it's squirting into the fucking camera
0: as it's walking behind them, dude. they were like, it's just flying everywhere. It's just fucking little blood squirt here, blood squirt there. They even ran. They've been roasting.
1: They yeah. <laughs> they even ran for a while from the fucking killer, and she's still holding the stub, and it's not even stopping the blood. I would have been like, well, fuck it. Like, what are you gonna do? Let's get a shoelace or something, you know. Yeah, well, and you think that she would have started to get tired because she's lost a hell of a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah, with a lot. of
0: blood that's fucking squirting out of there. And, you know, nope, she's perfectly fine until she gets dragged up into the trees.
1: Right, which was kind of uh, eh. stupid. <laughs> a lot of the kills in this up into the, you know, like, were pretty kind of eh.
0: Yeah, it, there were only a couple of the, that were good, uh, and, and one that was probably the highlight of everything. Right. But it was just all kind of... Oh, OK. You know, like it, it all feels like a lot of them feel like stupid situations that they didn't necessarily have to be in. Right. Like the snapping of the neck. Uh, that's that was totally out of the middle of nowhere because they're literally like, oh, my God, she's drowned in the and then snap. Like, <laughs> oh, I was surprised by that one. But some of the other ones are just like, why? There's no reason for you have died. You could have survived the whole time.
1: And then and then like as the girl the other her friend the wristless the handless chick whatever <laughs> so like fucking but Olivia is like like on the ground cowering over this one guy who's the the, the slasher is going to kill her and guess who shows up of course it's her dad the sheriff and Raul the hunky fucking uh uh Freddie Mercury guy um <laughs> But he shows up just in time before Olivia is about to get killed. And Raul shoots the shit out of the slasher. And he's like, you know, he does the typical, like, I got to find the body to make sure everything's okay. Uh, And she's like, no, Raul, no. Uh, And then he looks looks behind the the branch. And then, of course, next thing you see is a fucking head flipping in the air. (laughs) And he gets his head chopped off, of course. And
0: You could see that coming, too, from a mile away. Right. Like, I was just like, uh, even before it happened, I'm like, oh, he's about to get his head chopped off. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, is it just me, or could that girl do that, like, eye-popping thing like that one lady that used to be on Maury? Oh, yeah. Her eyes got so fucking wide and, like, bulgy when she was getting scared. It was kind of freaky, to
1: be honest. (laughs) After Raul dies, of course, uh, her dad shoots the ever-living shit out of the Satanist slasher dead guy with an Uzi. Which is convenient. That's where it plays, like, they foreshadow it in the very beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and then he gets to use it that one time.
0: <laughs> but it's not even like an Uzi. It's like a, he takes, like, single shots, and then he lets it open up after, like, the fourth shot.
1: I think he was just trying to use it as, like, a, he was trying to milk it. They probably only had so many fake rounds, and they were like, just use it sparingly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe the guy was really truly fixing it to be used on set. <laughs> and well, and he was one handing it too,
1: so you can't like with that kind of gun. It kicks so much, so frequently that you can't just like semi push it just a little bit. You know, it'll like probably.
0: Be like, well, he was holding it just like you know an old westerner would, right? Uh, which is what he's used to playing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, like he shoots the shit out of him and then they don't even care about his body, which was kind of cool. I was like, thank God. Like they were like, whatever, this fucking thing's like dead, I guess. And he's like, take my daughter back to the house and I'm going to go find this tomb or whatever because the kids told him about the tomb. They told him
0: about it. Yeah, when they raided it and they. They said that, yeah, we raided this tomb that was there, and that's where we think the guy came from, or whatever. And it's just, it it seemed like it was a little convenient for him to be like, oh, okay, well, I'm in the area. And they just happened to be around the same area that the kids were.
1: Yeah, let me just go in the middle of the dark into a dark tomb without a flashlight, Um, which they did have flashlights, the kids did, but they were like shitty as fuck. Like,. I don't know what they were, but they looked like, like they didn't really shine anything. I guess they didn't want them to be bright, but whatever.
0: Well, and then you do you think that the sheriff, when he went down the little pit, did he tumble and fall too like the kids? Well, or his was he big a badass ass probably... Make it?
1: Yeah, there's no way. He probably rolled down there and probably would have broke his hip. Like, there's no... <laughs> I don't know how the fuck people are getting in and out of there. They, they conveniently cut that part out. Um, really, it was seven hours later. It took him three days to get down there. <laughs> but he's, like, down there, and he grabs this black book, which I don't remember them saying anything about the book.
0: That was, to me, it was like about the middle of nowhere, too. I'm like,
1: where did that book come from? Like, Like, maybe I I didn't didn't read it it or something when I was taking notes or something? Like, I I don't know. Maybe, but
0: I don't think they ever showed it. They never showed that the the Spanish Inquisition guys ever wrote in it, ever did anything with it. It just seemed like it's there. And Let's, he's just like, oh, hey, I found this book.
1: Well, clearly, anytime there's some fucking evil shit, there's an evil book. So true. You know, well, maybe I mean, they we were need just a
0: plot device.
1: Right. They're like, <laughs> oh, of course they know. It's always an evil book. Just shut up. <laughs> shut up, John. I know what I'm doing here. Oh, you know what?
0: I think there was some reference to it, but I didn't think it was about the book because he does say Manolo just does when they see something say, well, I don't read English. Or I don't speak English and but it's written in
1: Latin. Which didn't make sense to me either because Latin is probably closer to Spanish, <laughs> like yeah. Spanish than anything. <laughs> Like, or
0: some people might say Mexican.
1: Yeah, like, well, whatever you would call it, yeah. Well, there is a difference in the in the language spoken between Spanish, yeah.
0: But, yes. But it's, yeah, but it's still, Latin would be relatively close. Right. You know, and it's a, that's why it doesn't make it, I, but I thought that they were talking about the tomb, like the tombstone or what was on top of it, not necessarily a book.
1: Right, I didn't hear anything about a book. And why wouldn't they have taken it?
0: Yeah. Or opened it and looked at it and be like, Oh, right. there's these weird drawings and markings. There's an axe in a guy's chest in here. Huh. There's an <laughs> axe on this guy's chest. Maybe we shouldn't touch it. <laughs>
1: Well and then and then while this is happening the, there's like the they show the they're back at the jail where the grave robbers are all locked up and one of their friends from earlier in the movie that we didn't really mention there was like a group of kids like these two two that broke off from the other group because they got into some tiffy with about the whole situation uh because oh that's what it was because the girl in the back was pissed off that they went yeah. over the speed bumps or this potholes, and he was like, you know, this is not easy business, you know, being a grave robber. mm <laughs> And they get all
0: shitty, shitty characters that have no purpose to be in this film other than to die.
1: Well, their whole point is to let them out of the fucking jail cell apprentice. uh, Pretty, pretty much at one point. Um, But the grave robbers, one of the guys, the guy that wears the blue shirt, what's his name? Armando. Mm -hmm. He stole the necklace from the tomb from the dead guy who's resurrected. So there's the axe, the necklace, the book. And then there's yeah, that's the three things. Um, well,
0: The virgin that he needs as well. Oh, that who too. Who happens yeah. to be
1: the guy's daughter? Of course, because he's a he's a fucking police officer, and all girls of you know policemen are virgins. So yes. clearly, you uh, know,
0: she she is with hunky Freddie Mercury, so that's why she's a
1: virgin. Yeah, and they haven't they haven't like fucked at all, even though he's forty and she's like twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> But, uh, oh, that just hit me the right way. <laughs> uh, well, it didn't hit them the right way because they never did. No, no, that's right. <laughs> so anyway the, the the Armando guy stole this necklace which is this talisman that plays into some part later on that you find out about but he just starts fucking hacking up blood and like coughing and they're like what's wrong what's wrong Armando and then all of a sudden he's like writhing around in agony and then a hand bursts out of his fucking stomach and grabs the necklace from around his neck and the girl that's like with him is like freaking out but she somehow makes manages to fight this hand that's trying to take the necklace from his neck and pull it back into his open body cavity (laughs) and she takes it i think it falls on the ground or something like that i can't remember but she keeps it from going inside i
0: think she grabs for the hand and she actually is able to take the necklace from the hand right
1: that's what i mean yeah
0: yeah it's it's so weird like that would be your first response that oh no my boyfriend or whatever he is, my friend's stomach is being ripped apart. I'd better make <laughs> sure I grab the goddamn necklace. Yeah,
1: well, but they love gold, though. Come on.
0: That's true.
1: Maybe that's why, because she yeah. was like, in the end, whether he dies or not, I'm taking this motherfucker to the pawn shop.
0: Well, and, and see, here... I was secretly hoping that it was some type of like chess burster that was going to come out and put on a top hat and start singing a little dance.
1: <laughs> Hello, my baby. <laughs> Hello, my honey. <laughs> what is that from? What movie is that? S- Spaceballs. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, too. That whole scene was really kind of gory and fun. Like, it. it, it yeah, they it, it did a good, a pretty good job on it, actually. I mean, you could tell it's like done in the way that you would put somebody's body up underneath.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it it looks really like this is where they spent their money on right. the special effects was for this. This is this is like the idea that I have this idea for this one kill and I'm going to build my whole movie around this one kill. <laughs>
1: That's why the police showed up and didn't make sense why they just showed up in the middle of the woods for no exactly. reason. Because of that kill, really. <laughs> so so then their friends show up and, and like the ones that, that got all in a tiff with Armando about being grave robbers. And uh, they show up to try to help release them from the fucking you know, from their cell. But apparently Jorge doesn't do it in a time. And like the fucking side of the wall turns into some Freddy Krueger type shit. Like, I don't, I think it was Freddy Krueger when that, sh- they did that. Right. Yeah,
0: I believe so. Like I liked that. Like that actually was very interesting to me. Like all of a sudden, because there was some like tension with the hand, like slowly creeping out of the wall. And is he going to unlock the the door in time, or the I guess the lock to the chain that was around the door? Right. But that chain <laughs> seemed so loose that he could have probably just pushed the door a little bit and got out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was pretty funny, but, like, you could tell, like, you could tell that it was how they did it. It was literally, yeah. like, they took that snow fleece that you put around the tree, the Christmas tree, you know, what I mean, like, and they, like, had it on the wall, and then they put a glove over somebody's hand, and they pushed it out. It was still cool, though, like, yeah, I, I appreciate it, but it didn't make any goddamn sense why it was happening, like,
0: I don't don't know how, like, this is the weird supernatural. Like, was he inside the walls or, like, outside of the place? Was it him? And was it breaking his way through? Yeah. Like, was it just, like, rejection? I don't know.
1: I don't know if it was even him or it was just the forces of evil trying to thwart their plans or something. But why did the forces of evil even give a shit about the grave robbers anyway? They helped them out the most. Uh, Yeah, they released
0: the guy. I think the only thing that he needed to have was he knew he wanted his necklace back cuz it was some Satanist necklace.
1: So he How was doing it? his magic powers by trying to, to, to get the necklace back basically.
0: Basically.
1: Okay. Well that's where I thought it was like hell on earth or whatever. <laughs> you know what I was talking about. But yeah. But he snaps Jorge's neck and then the girl just lets him out no problem. And they run outside to, to get in the car and uh, Jorge's girlfriend, she gets axed in the face by the dude. He just appears behind her and she's like, she's doing actually a pretty good job of being upset by the way. And mm-hmm. uh, she looked like Jim Genuinely upset, like like she was crying and um, she turns around, gets axed in the face and the two others are like out further down the road getting ready to get in the truck. Right. Isn't it the truck?
0: yeah so the the the, those two yeah the the damn van uh (laughs) they yeah they got so the two of them like the two that came and rescued them they brought the van because i don't know why that the police might not have just taken the van back or the goddamn the truck back to the, the police station with them you know instead of just leaving it out there in the middle of the open and so the but the one girl that is like armando's girl she's like Frozen with fear, but like she's just so like she doesn't want to leave his side and doesn't want to like even believe that he's dead. To where you know, Manolo needs to drag her back out to the car,
1: right? Yeah, that's what uh, the funny thing is though. What I thought about that situation, I don't know if you noticed this, but like they all come out the same spot. She literally gets killed in the front of the doorway of the police station, yeah. The Andrea girl, the Jorge's girlfriend or whatever. (laughs) And then the two friends that were left in the building have to literally step over her goddamn body to get to the goddamn truck that they're going to escape in. They run out to the truck and they're like, where's Andrea? And she's like, she's dead. And she's like, they're like pointing at where they just walked. And I'm like... (laughs) So now it's time for another trope again. Didn't they have a problem starting the truck? They they were starting
0: the truck, but I think he reaches into the truck before they can go and pulls out that the other girl.
1: Yeah, they were like, "You thought you were going to see another trope? We got you." <laughs> and, and this the, this kill is it's okay but
0: the effect is kind of terrible it's but terrible the idea yeah. but the idea behind it i thought was kind of cool no yeah I, she she could have figured out a way not to have it happen but
1: i really wanted uh, it, it to be weird. a lot better than it was they, they yeah. smash her face in between the iron rod like of a fence and it's supposed to be like a, i can't remember what movie it was where they do that and then the the face gets crushed Yeah, I I don't know. They did not pull it off really well. There was no crunchy noise. Really, you even see at one point in time, like the actors, like like I'm even like thinking like this is like the outtakes, and they're just like trying to punch the head through the gate. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of (laughs) laughing at it. I was like, "Get fucking through the gate!" Listen, Ruben, I'm fucking trying. You know, like I'm fucking trying, Ruben. (laughs) It's fucking stuck. What do you want me to do? Want me to punch it some more? Calm down, fucking Jim.
0: Just kidding. <laughs> you try doing it with all this bullshit on
1: <laughs> then this is this is even more funny is like they go so that the sheriff goes Um, didn't he go to the the, the priest mm-hmm. um, he went to the priest to get the book transcribed because it wasn't English we talked about that which I love that the priest was just like oh shit bad stuff's happening I'm on it and like it's yeah. no big deal so they go back to the priest <laughs> Where he's diligently deciphering the Latin text in the book uh, when a knife just comes floating in the fucking room because magic. (laughs) That's one of the stupidest fucking things. I was like, what the fuck? And then it just like floats. He sees it and it stabs him in the hand that he's writing with. And taking notes, and then he's like, and this is fucked up, I gotta tell you this, this is where it fucking tripped me out for a second. He's like, curses Satan, and he slams his hand down to throw something, I don't know what it was, or just, just maybe it was holy water or something like that, but when he threw his hand down, literally in my house at that exact moment, we heard a crash in, the, in, the, in my studio. Like, a bunch of shit fell over. Oh, shit. And we were like, okay, this movie's not scary, but that is. Like, we, <laughs> we were like, what the fuck? She's like, something must have fell over. I guess I'll have to check it out. I was like, you want me to come with you? She's like, yes. <laughs> uh, I was like. So, so somebody back there
0: was as pissed off this movie as you were. <laughs> right. But
1: it, it was really this weird. He's like, fuck Satan. And then it was like, boom. And I was like, what the fuck? What does he mean, fuck's (laughs) sake? But that, like, legit spooked us, and we've had some weird shit happen in this house, so we weren't really that surprised. So (laughs) we were just hesitant. Let's just put it that way, guys. (laughs) (laughs) After this happens, the sheriff heads to the church to get the translations naturally, and he notices that the the, the church is tore up from the floor up, and... uh, (laughs) And then all of a sudden, like, didn't he have, like, a cat jump at him? Is that, it didn't even sound like a cat, by the way.
0: There was something that jumped at him, and I wasn't sure exactly what it was. I was like, it's it's either a cat or it's a goat or it's a bat. It, it could be anything, like, random animal just thrown in his face. Guys, like, it just sounded... Off screen. It's just,
1: if I can get the sample, I'll play it right here. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> dude i was like that sounds like a guy trying to be a cat
0: yeah. It sounded really <laughs> terrible at him or something like that <laughs> so they get out and then i know that she gets captured again the olivia gets captured because uh the the killer goes into the house he kills the other mustache police guy like this is like the sheriff of this town only hires people with like badass mustaches or something.
1: right. <laughs> and because
0: uh, she, she's in the bathroom. she's she's in her bra. I remember that because like, oh, this is the only reason that they're doing this scene is so that she can be in her bra, but you still don't see anything else. That's the closest thing that you get to anything in this film. And uh, so she gets captured. And then I know that there's an argument between Manolo and Crystal Lady. Uh, Rebecca, right? because okay. she believes that, that she they should help because they're the, the cause of all this stuff going down. Right. But how she f- knows that Olivia is being targeted is was that kind is, of, like, thrown in there.
1: Yeah, there was, like, loose, like, hey, we got to get them back in here somehow. We need another character to somehow, like hit that guy right that's what it was all about right
0: yeah pretty
1: much <laughs> this is where it starts to go downhill pretty quick guys
0: well it seems like they tried to cram a lot in like the last like 15 minutes of the film
1: and not really well either no
0: because then you got you got sh- the sheriff going back to the priest to figure out what's going on and the priest somehow survived like I thought that he had been killed off by Satan and, and flying cat or whatever it was
1: right and maybe, maybe by the power of God he somehow survived
0: yeah, and then he starts chanting to bring, or ringing the bell, you know, to bring all the the sisters to the church to pray.
1: That's right. And he, but he, before he does that, he tells the sheriff, he's like, the killer's looking for a virgin to impregnate, and the only way to kill him is with the axe. I remember.
0: Yes, he tells him he has to get the, and stick the axe in his chest, and that and there's also
1: the-, the necklace that they have to use. To Correct. Kill him. It has, yeah.
0: has to be attached to the axe, right? Like, because he tells him when he's when he's on the ground, he's like, "Go get the book." Like, that's where I thought like the priest was dying. Like, I don't have much left, and I'm going to tell you how you can save this, and then I'm going to die, right? You know. But then come, he doesn't.
1: Die. I'll come back for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back for you after I get my daughter
0: who's dying. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's all like kind of crazy. Then you're you're down there. Like now, I don't know. I thought that he took her back to the crypt. He did. He took her to
1: the tomb. Yeah.
0: But is that that tomb or was that some place else? Because that seems to be like above ground when they get into it. I think like they it, don't.
1: Hmm. That's a good question. I don't, I don't know because the movie's not really good at yeah, th- describing shit.
0: Th- this is where it's all kind of just fast and fucked up.
1: Right. Because it doesn't look like anywhere they've been before when they leave.
0: And, and you have, you have him tired to the ground like mark they did like, in the
1: first one, like in exactly, the beginning of the movie. I mean,
0: with the, the pentagram and the candles and everything, making it really romantic because <laughs> if you're going to have the Antichrist, it's got to be romantic.
1: <laughs> put on some berry white, maybe drink some fucking blood, whatever. That's right.
0: You know, you squeeze a little blood in her mouth, too. Make sure she. <laughs> oh, she's that's all right. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then make sure you mark her chest because this is where you're going to put the baby. Right. You got to f- make sure you know exactly where it's going to go.
1: And of course, because he's a Satanist, or not a Satanist, but he's a demon. Uh, Uh, He has the great taste to keep on her bra and, and underwear because it's not about sex, even though he's trying to impregnate her. Go ahead.
0: That's right. And then um, <laughs> and it's, it's missionary, too. I mean, I appreciate just, I,
1: open. I, just to be fair, guys, I don't want you to think I'm some fucking creep <laughs> or something. I didn't need to see it, but it just doesn't make really much a whole lot of sense that this evil guy who's been murdering everybody had the forethought to think to keep her clothes on when he's about yeah. to have sex with her. Come on.
0: Just like, you know, I'm a gentleman. got a wine and diner. Right.
1: Right. Here's some so, blood. <laughs> he has candles, blood, and you get to keep your clothes on, at least mine. your underwear. And he had the black books, so they knew that, you know, because <laughs> the black books gets those ladies' underwear off really quick. <laughs> at least it didn't
0: f- say Devlin on the cover of the black book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right.
0: I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> this one's mine. Uh, so the the father comes down, and he starts fighting with the the killer. Right. Who you mm-hmm. finally get to see what his face looks like,
1: which is and, terrible.
0: Yeah, it's it's absolutely awful. And there's that there's a scene later on where he's like leaking milk from his mouth or something that looks terrible.
1: Ooh, yeah, dude. Like he had a mouthful of semen. Yes. Yeah, I,
0: I didn't want to go that far, but that's exactly what it looks like. He just got the world's biggest bukkake and he's just letting it drain out.
1: Oh, man. I think about how terrible. How many takes that took and how long it took to to really get it out? No, yeah, you
0: know, I don't think it's the right consistency. I think we need to make it a little thicker.
1: Here, you try it on John, <laughs> Eric, and Bob over there. You go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm really committed to this and you're doing a wonderful job, Jim. You're doing a yeah. great job. You're doing the Lord's work here. <laughs> so,
0: so so the the father fights, right? And then he's losing, but then Manolo and Rebecca show up and Manolo joins the fight. And there's that one scene where he like jumps at the the bad guy, the killer, and then it does some weird edit cut to where it looks like he hasn't jumped yet. Oh, and, then yeah. it cuts, and then it cuts back to him being on top of him and struggling with the guy.
1: That was weird because it looked like uh, the 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 sheriff and him were closer. It was a it was like they really didn't know what to do with the scene. Like I was saying, they're like, "Fuck it, just shoot it. We'll hope it lands, guys. Like we don't have much money. We gotta hurry this shit up."
0: It, it just it was so weird and just so out of sequence like oh we need to get an extra couple minutes in here extra couple seconds to make a, a full minute so that we hit the runtime we're looking for
1: Right, but and we forgot to mention the sheriff had brought all of this dynamite, okay?
0: Oh, yeah, that's right, and he laid it all over the place.
1: Well, no, not just that. The whole place is on fire for some reason. They don't really even explain why. Like, the pentagram's on fire, the, everything around it is on fire, and both the sheriff and Manolo go in there to fucking put dynamite on the ground, To blow the place up. And we're talking, like, there's legit fire going on in this fucking place. And they're, like, probably in a hurry to get this shot done because the whole place was going to go up if they didn't fucking do it. And that might be why we got such a weird jump cut, like, right there, honestly. Probably,
0: and but, it's it's just weird with all the fire that even tells him to light the dynamite. Right, like
1: what the fuck? What? Just get the girl, throw it on the floor, and get the fuck out, dude. Like <laughs> you, you shouldn't even be laying it on the floor. Like you're treating it as though you're like 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 it's not going to go off in your hand. Jesus Christ, there's flames all around you. Like <laughs> he's like, put it in the corners. Like put it in the corners. There's fire. Nobody <laughs>
0: puts dynamite in the corners. Damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? I I don't know but the killer, you know, he shows up. That's when the sheriff and him are fighting for a second. Yeah. And then Manola, Manolo. <laughs> I th- this
0: boggles my mind. Like he gets pushed into a corner and then sinks into quicksand or
1: something. Yeah, the floor opens up like a fucking like, have you ever been to the city and you have those like little elevator things outside of a shop that go down into a basement? Yep. Like you, you open those things up in the city and then they close like an elevator or whatever. It looked like that except quicker without an elevator. It was just like, boom, and and just flip. Yeah, it was,
0: it was like somebody just had a trap door. You know, this is Home Alone. Somebody hit the button and he fell through.
1: Yeah, it was like they probably reversed, uh, you know, reverse the footage. He probably jumped out of it, and they made it look like he landed into this hole or whatever, because it just sucks him into the ground. I, I was like, what the fuck? Okay. So then, then the sheriff gets the axe and the amulet and buries the axe in the killer's chest, and then he walks out as the dynamite finally goes off for some reason. Man, good timing there, because the fire was out of control. <laughs> um, they all fucking hug, you, Davy, and then the killer comes out on fire with the axe in his chest and then falls on the axe face first and then you see him on his back suddenly because they realized that that was a bad idea (laughs) 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 (coughs) probably to put him out on fire um uh but who's that in the distance no, it can't it's a, be. It's, it's a bunch Mano- of
0: bullshit. Is it's it, it
1: fucking is. Manolo who got sucked into the earth. So tell me, were you thinking the same thing I was thinking? Like, is he like the killer now or something? Because they pulled that shit in Cemetery of Terror, and I was like, maybe.
0: No, I was just... I didn't. It didn't even cross my mind. I was just thinking, what kind of fucking bullshit is this? Like, how fucking like you had to make sure like oh i can't believe i lost my manolo but who's that don't worry baby they can't kill me yeah kiss the end what the fuck is going
1: on well they it's <laughs> like he says what does he say he says takes a lot more than that to kill me <laughs> fuck you They're like yeah <laughs> fuck you manolo fucking dildo
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's such a fucking cop-out
1: it it is a cop out, and not only that, it's almost as bad as um, what did we watch? Hobgoblins. Have you ever seen that movie? It's
0: been a long time since I've seen that movie.
1: There's a guy that that it blows up on a grenade or whatever, and like he's on fire, like he catches fire and at the end of the movie he shows up and he's like hey babe she's like I thought you died." and he was like nah just a scratch and it's like literally like he was engulfed in flames dude like engulfed in flames for like five minutes and there's a little scratch on his arm that's that's what it reminded me of I'm like what the fuck there's no way you would come back and if you do wow. you've got to be some evil motherfucker who's like fucking part of the Satanist cult or the Inquisition for that matter from the, the Satan side of it or whatever the fuck it is (laughs) so even
0: even if he had i would have accepted it if all of a sudden you saw the this killer get up and you know you think he's dead on the ground everybody's had and then he gets up and and then all of a sudden manolo's behind him and blows his head off or something like that and then it's then it's you can't kill me that easily but like literally he's he falls into the ground and then the place blows up fucking up it is (laughs) collapsed the inside is completely there's no way that he would be able to dig himself out unless that somehow got to the goddamn slide and he just uh, fucking shot him out in the air somewhere
1: it's just like it is really weird that was like a weird series of like cuts it's, it's so just
0: terrible like it's it's been a decent slasher movie and then it has just this bullshit ending.
1: Well, I'm not I'm not like the biggest slasher fan, but to be honest, I don't mind supernatural stuff. And those are definitely so bad it's good movies. What would you pick oh, yeah. of the two? You would definitely I would say you would pick the first the one, the the Cemetery of Terror or?
0: Yeah, I would pick Cemetery of Terror just because I think I got more enjoyment out of it. It was bad, but it was bad to the point that I could laugh and smile while watching it. Like, and right. it kept me going. Like every new scene. But again, it's a little more until that third act kind of begins. That's where it kind of loses me some. But there's still things in that third act that I was like, okay, this is ridiculous, but it's funny ridiculous. You know, the doctor cold cock and zombies to him throwing all the furniture at the guy even the ending of that where you have the doctor now being possessed by the evil spirit i thought okay this (laughs) is kind of cool you know it's got this like the bad guy kind of wins but not totally right yeah type of thing and i'm i'm okay with it like i was okay with the ending it's cheesy it is what it is but that's it here i just felt like i my attention span for parts of this movie was just waning on things i i wish it had just stayed with the grave robbers and like their story of, you know, that all of a sudden the killer's just trying to go after them. They're the ones that figure things out. Why do we need to have the whole sheriff and his daughter be like the virgin sacrifice that's going to be like chosen? Well, when you, she really has almost nothing to do with the rest of the film.
1: You got to give it to Robert Ruben Galindo Jr. Uh, for wanting to keep it. Keep you on your toes, even if it's not always the most impressive uh uh changes you definitely won't always expect what is going on you'll be more frustrated yeah. in this movie i think with the decisions that were made it's more um what do you call it uh suspension of disbelief you'll need a lot more suspension of disbelief in this one than you will the other one because the other one is just you just take it for face value and you're like oh it's just a shitty movie that's really funny to watch this one yeah. is is like it's got some good things in the in the right categories, but some really bad choices in the ones that really matter. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. You know, yeah. even even with the Cemetery of Terror and the zombies all of a sudden popping up like it's like unexpected that all of a sudden you think that it's just about a single killer and then no he's literally raising the dead you know to kill off the the kids and start building his own whatever it is it's not really explained but it's entertaining
1: I would definitely pick these up on uh, DVD at some point I wouldn't go out of my way to get Blu-rays of them or anything but if they were Mm -hmm. out and they were cheap and they were a double set for both of these or all three of them the don't panic and this that and that I would buy it instantly for 30
0: oh yeah. yeah I'm definitely interested in seeing Don't Panic, like just to see what it's about. Like if that supposedly is the best out of the three, at least it's the highest rated out of the three. Right. Um, and, And we talked a little bit before we started recording where a lot of the reviews, like they're very high scores and I don't necessarily get it.
1: There was some that I was watching that was, like, just, you know, ragging on it for the most part for both of them, really. But but in IMDb, yeah, for sure, yeah. There's, there's, like, 10 out of 10, like, best movie I've ever seen. You know what to expect when it's bad. And it's like, no, there's way better, but bad, so bad, it's good movies. And I can name, like, five off the top of my head that blow this out of the water. But there's still some value to it, so... But not fucking 10 out of 10. Come on, people. It's not a 1 out of 10. It's not a 10 out of 10. It's like average at best, just above average.
0: Yeah, your your mileage is going to vary with this. It's going to be, you know, it'll be entertaining you won't be bored I would say with Cemetery of Terror you won't be bored while watching it
1: no. maybe
0: some with uh, grave robbers
1: yeah definitely yeah I think they'll get lost a little bit more in the in the story or the, the seriousness that they took the, the movie so that's probably yeah. why yeah you're probably right overall it is just more entertaining for the Cemetery of ter- Terror because it kind of keeps it simple definitely so but yeah guys i know this was a long episode this time but that's okay we uh really got into it and i think a lot of it was really funny to be honest because i was laughing a lot <laughs> so and it's like you know it's not like i'm gonna t- we're not gonna do these movies again anytime soon you know what i mean so if you're gonna do it do it the fuck up right like if you guys have listened to the end please sound off in the comments uh, i'm gonna say let's say what's a secret word that we could say brian
0: Oh, God, putting me on the spot here.
1: Uh, um, uh, Stranger danger.
0: Stranger danger. Yeah, I was going to do something along those lines. Uh, yeah, like, Except that uh, it was darker.
1: Re- yeah, it was like...
0: It's something related to rape fan. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stranger danger works perfectly fine. Yeah, because then
1: everybody doesn't have to feel so fucking dirty for posting it. You know what I mean?
0: That's right. Yeah, you don't want to talk about dicks and mouths or anything like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of went a little overboard there. Uh <laughs> That's okay. (laughs) So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this uh, retelling of these movies. I hope uh, you had a laugh at it like we both did. Brian, it was a really great pleasure to have you on, man. Why don't you go ahead and tell them where they can find you or where the best places to uh, check you out are?
0: Sure. Uh, I want to thank you first for having me come on. This was a lot of fun. Hell yeah, Um, man. If anybody out there wants to check out what I do, you can find the Terrible Terror podcast. Uh, out there on most every platform Spotify iTunes uh, Spreaker Podbean you name it Google Play you'll probably find it somewhere Um, and uh, you know it's every other week I don't do it every week because it's a long process for me to watch the movies get everything put it all together Um, I I like to say it's b-movie type reviews for b-movies for the most part um, it's as polished as I can do it (laughs) (laughs) But I kind of like to have that charm at the same time. You can find me on Twitter. I spend most of my time there um, at at T underscore T underscore podcast. Terrible Terror podcast on uh, uh, YouTube as well, uh, where I do. Usually we do like kind of video reviews. My buddy Pat and I will go see movies. Yeah, we'll see a movie and we'll I I call them car reviews because we just it's like an instant reaction.
1: You uh, do that on Twitter, too
0: yeah so i usually put them out there on on twitter and on also on the facebook page terrible Terror podcast and then you'll you'll find me lurking on the do you love horror uh group that you have there on facebook and i'll chime in every now and then um but i i really appreciate that you welcome so many people with open arms uh that you guys do such a fun podcast and I've really wanted to do this. And, you know, like we talked before, our little sheepish, I hate to be like, can I come on? Oh, hell Uh, no, dude. And I'm so glad that you asked because that's the way it is. But I, I really enjoy what you guys do. And it's almost like gushing and getting like a like a little schoolgirl to be able to do this with
1: you, dude. I had a blast with (laughs) you, man. So I I knew we would. So because I've listened to your episodes, I haven't listened to them. You listen to ours more religiously than I get the chance to listen to yours. (laughs) But it's like I I do so many fucking things. I can't even everything's audio, and I can't fucking listen to anything and listen to audio at the same time. So it's like I totally
0: get it. I totally understand it. You know, doing what I do. On uh, at such a small interval, I mean, you guys put this out every week. Um, I work, you know, my normal job during the day, it's mostly doing a lot of data. So I, I sit there and I just, I can listen. I have the, like my days mapped out of these are the podcasts that I listen to this on this day, um, at this time. So I always make sure that I, I get time for you, uh, oh, at dude. some point during the week, because I, I really like what you guys do. I, I love the gray plots episodes. Uh, I love your movie reviews, even if I haven't seen it. Um, it does like you said earlier sometimes people will listen to it and make you want to see the film it's made me do that you guys are the really inspiration for me doing The Hole in the Ground nice. I listened to that and the change in the episode and I was like man that sounds like a film that I'd really like to look at and it was a a wonderful film that I was extremely surprised with and even knowing about it uh, it didn't ruin the experience for me in watching the film.
1: Nice, good man, well I'm glad dude, that makes me happy dude, like I feel the same way about what you do, so like I really do, like you've inspired me like I told you, I was like, you got me into more B movies because I was like I listened to a (laughs) couple of your episodes, I was like man, I was like, why haven't I been doing that, I've been so worried about these like big bangers, I'm like, I want to fucking See shit that nobody's seen. Let's fucking take us there. Like I'm gonna take people to these dark depths of fucking hell <laughs> and come out the other end with a fucking dildo. I don't know. Like it's yeah, it's
0: it's crazy. Like I I know that people like, and I've had people make suggestions like, well, why don't you do like these films? And I'm just like, that's not necessarily every. You know, I can do the major films. And of course everybody hits the notes and whatever, but I also want to do those little small that I I've never seen anybody talk about I mean, how many people have you ever seen talk about Six 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 The Demon Child? I mean, right. That movie pisses me off, but there's not many people that actually talk about it. And so here, <laughs> here's an in-depth and, and that was actually kind of forced upon me by one of the Twitter followers, and I, I now I've shut that shit down. <laughs> I used to do every hundred followers and be like, Oh yeah, you can maybe watch a movie And then all of a sudden, it was all these movies that I absolutely hate. (laughs) That I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I was going to say
1: you've watched some fucking like some bad uh, ones, dude. And I'm like, oh man, like those are ones that I might not even want to touch because I I can grab anything from the '80s and like anything, literally anything from the '80s. I'll watch it. But you asked me to do '90s or 2000s. I'm a little bit more particular. Cause, yeah, because some of them get really bad. And no offense to anybody out there. Get your creative fucking jizz on, dude. Like, hell yeah. But some of them are really bad. <laughs> so some of them are just you just can't
0: sit through it. And I've had I think out of the whole time that I've done this, there's only been, I think, two or three movies where i almost decided not to do it at the last minute like literally it was a day before recording and i'm just like i just really i don't know if i want to do this I, and there was there's only been one film where i almost i had to turn it back on and off like three times what was it? i couldn't thanks killing three <laughs> and i knew the first one was so cheesy but it was entertainingly cheesy that's one of those it's so bad it's good for me you yeah. know yeah so yeah, you guys. Anybody that's interested in listening to it, uh, you know, similar to what kind of we did today, except for I throw clips of the movies in there as well, and it's a lot of, of ad libbing and me getting yelly.
1: <laughs> and guys, don't don't just if you want go there and add him. Try and then come back and listen to our episodes. I'm just <laughs> Don't steal them, Brian! Don't fucking steal them! God damn it! My these rats foiled again. Yeah. These are my family. I fucking <laughs> thank you, Brian, for coming on, guys. Check out his shit, please. I'll have links and everything to the all the pages and everything below, uh, or at least a few that you can take you to the uh, Whopper Lair, and you can figure it out from there. Uh, but yeah. Thanks again, and uh, guys, next week we'll be back with a brand new episode. We might even have Patrick back on from the old days. He's been itching to get back on here, so uh, I will let you know in the week <laughs> to let you know what's going on with that. So, But thanks, as always, for coming by, and we'll see you next time.